A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207, or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit whalenbaymarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Good morning and welcome to the Nimbic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favors, sitting in with Jeff Lagerman, Chris Wayne spinning the hits. Yo. Captain Kirk's feeling a little under the weather, so mm. he's taking Saturday off. And, Keeping uh, him away. Yeah, exactly. But we got some special guests coming we in. We do. We do. Today. To, which uh, which I'm really looking forward take to. Take up the slack. Uh, Brian Lesage. Brian Lesage, yep. And, uh, and who else is coming in? His buddy's coming in with him who just got back from Argentina. Oh, Argentina. Yeah. 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 Wow. And, and here, here's the deal, folks. Yep. World travelers. One of, one of the great, first of all, there's always great international hunting destinations. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that I think that has been extremely sought after has been going to South America to, to shoot dove. Yep. And a lot of people will combine these South America trips with a kind of a cast and a blast thing. So they... They find a way to fish, whether it be for peacock bass or to find a way to experience the ocean off of a South America, mm-hmm. uh, but then also have dove hunts and then sometimes combine it with duck hunts. Yeah. Because the Argentina duck hunting. Yeah, is, I mean, yep, yep. that's going south of the equator. So it's their winter time mm-hmm. right now versus uh, where we are at in our summertime. Right, right. Kevin Pickett. Kevin, that's, okay. Yep, so I can remember that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have them in and. Uh, Pick Kevin's brain about that. Talk some fishing with Brian. Yeah, and, it'll, and it'll, it'll be fun. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. I, I can't wait to hear about the trip. Yeah, I know. Me, you know me, I, have you ever done that? No. I've been to Mexico. I know you have. And did the uh, the dove thing in Mexico. It was, it was years it, back. And you said it was good. It was very good. It yeah. Was me and Mr. Bill and a whole group of guys that were kind of from Callahan, Hilliard area uh, in the timber business. And and it was outstanding. Was it uh, as epic as some of the the bird shoots that I hear about? No, but we had a couple days that were just ridiculously good. Yeah, pal, 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 pal. Oh my pal. goodness! Yeah. <laughs> and when you're talking, and Chris, you know, like to give people an idea mm-hmm. in the state of Florida, what's the limit now for 15? dove? Okay, 15, 12, 12, 12, 12 or fifteen? Maybe twelve. It's okay. twelve. Yeah. Okay, right. so just give you an idea. It's like twelve okay. or fifteen. Twelve. 10, yeah. Four. What they have when people go to South America is they have the 1,000 Club. 
Right. One, you know, one, what, uh, define the 1,000. Where you shoot 1,000 in a day. That's a lot of dope, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you're going to get so many dove there, you just uh, you fill a, a grocery cart with a dove. So that's, that's so good. That is really good. Yeah. yeah, thank you. What's the name of that movie again? Say hello to my a little friend. friend. <laughs> what is that's the name? Scarface. 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 I was uh, kind of laughing because um, watching Netflix, you know, we've got Netflix. I think yeah. everybody nowadays got Netflix. Queen of the South is a show that we watch. It had like five seasons, and, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of Scarface because of Cartel, you know, the whole, whole nine yards. So anyway, Chris, your accent was kind of on point for Queen of the South and Scarface. Well, I don't know if you knew this, but I, I'm actually from Columbia. Huh? No, I'm just, just totally. totally I'm just no, you never know, man. I mean, yeah. you might have, yeah. you know. But when people go down there, they say that the sky turns black mm-hmm. with so many birds, and they wow. are they encourage people to come to shoot because the amount of damage that they can sustain from the birds damaging certain crops is immense. Mm-hmm. And when they do this, they they put on the dog. Uh, yeah, yeah. For some of these shoots, and then from talking to different people that have done it, to where they have uh, for lunch, they'll do it in the field, and they'll literally, Chris, like a like a Brazilian steakhouse does. You'll have these open pit barbecue things. They do that out in the field. They'll oh, have these wow. open pit yeah. cook. You know, while you're shooting yeah. in the morning, man, they got they got the open pit cookers going, and so when you want to take a lunch break, you eat in the field. Mm-hmm. Wow. You don't have to go nowhere. No, you no, don't you go anywhere. you keep shooting. And then, yeah, you <laughs> take a quick break. And take a go, bite, take a shot. Take a bite, go, take a shot. And then you go back to burning gunpowder. And and then for the evening show, then you go back to they have these uh, these beautiful lodges that are on these extensive plantations that have all kinds of agriculture. And uh, and they have again five star accommodations, five star meals at a lot of these places. And I've always wanted to do that. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna find out from Kevin. I can't wait yep. to hear about it. I want to hear if, if, how the accommodations were, how the travel was. Yeah. And here's the other thing: how much did you have to pay for shells? Yeah, because oh, think about yeah, it. because you can't travel with shells. So you no, gotta, you have to buy them. You got you got to buy them there. And it's and shells. And ammunition, used, et cetera. You, you, you know, you never used to think about it. Uh-uh. You know? So you got to pay. You, you always had an upcharge. Right. When you when you went there. Right. So, for example, if you were spending, you know, for a long time, you might find some 12-gauge shells on sale for $3.98, uh-huh. you know, or something yeah. like that, you yeah. know? And you, so you don't you, need much for enough hunting. No. So, yeah. but, but oh, when you're talking a thousand bird yeah. club, I yeah. mean, that's okay. That's a lot of shells. So they would upcharge you because you had to buy your ammunition from the service that you're with. Mm-hmm. So you might end up spending instead of let's say four dollars a box like it used to be, then you would spend seven fifty. So you come down and the trip costs you about uh, twenty five dollars. But then we're gonna <laughs> then we're gonna charge you about four thousand dollars for the shells. That's about right. Exactly. <laughs> It's a bargain, man. The more you shoot, the more fun you have. It's a bargain, man. Yeah, you start thinking about it after a while. Vacation of a lifetime, man. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the stories on that. Yeah. Chris, I don't know if you saw this, but Mark Sosa passed away this week. 
no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mark Sosin had a television show for years. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can find out some information on him because. How about that? What was the name of his show? Do you remember? Saltwater. Saltwater, Saltwater Chronicles. Journal? Saltwater Journal. Saltwater Chronicles. Um, Saltwater I should, I something. I should know that. Because when Chris and I were doing our podcast, Mark oh. Sosin's Saltwater Journal. Saltwater, Saltwater Journal. Journal. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yep. And, Chronicles uh, would have been great too. Yeah, Chronicles saying. would have been good. I, I like that. But um, when we were doing our podcast for IGFA for a while, he was one of our guests. Yeah. And um, that's still that's such a cool story about you. Yeah, I I I feel extremely privileged that I was able to. Um, to fish with him for, for three days. For sure. You know, and, and you almost didn't. And it almost didn't. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a great story. It is. You got to tell that today. Y- yeah, I will. I will, I will tell that yeah. today. In, in honor in, of Mark. In, in honor Rest of Mark. Rest in peace. Yes. Rest in peace, Mark. Yeah. All right. So let, let me, I'm going uh, to pull up Mark Sosa just to give people an idea of, uh, of what, is, what the deal is with him because, gosh, he's, uh, he's been author of books, he's oh, been gosh, a host yeah. of television shows. He has, I mean, literally spent a lifetime promoting saltwater fishing mm-hmm. in so many different avenues. And that's it's pretty amazing. I mean, how old do you think he was, ballpark? 84. Okay. Would be my... Yeah, he was up there for yep. sure. Uh, let's see. I'm going to read it to you. Uh, writer, lecturer, and uh, tackle consultant, host, etc. Uh, formerly outdoor editor for CBS Radio in New York. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he's credited with writing the first comprehensive set of regulations governing saltwater fly rod catches and is recognized as an expert on light tackle fishing. Articles have appeared in most every major outdoor magazine, mm-hmm. author of Angler's Safety and First Aid, co-author of Practical Fishing Knots, co-editor of Practical Black Bass Fishing uh, director of the Outdoor Writers Association, and has been elected to the IGFA Fishing Hall of Fame. Yeah, so dude, we knew that oh, yeah. because that's when that's when we had talked to him yeah. and lived in Boca Raton. Yep. Interesting. Well, uh, did you hear how what happened? I, I did not. Um, as, as a matter of fact, I I got the the text from Brian Lesage, who's coming in, and and uh, Bouncer Smith had posted it on his on his Facebook. Okay, you're, you're, and who? And tell people who Bouncer. Bouncer Smith is. is a charter captain out of Miami, and he and Mark were were like best of best friends. Mark did a ton of shows with Bouncer. We had Bouncer on. Yeah, we had yeah. him on a couple years back. Not even that, probably a year I thought, ago. I thought it was like two years ago. Okay, <laughs> who knows with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just the other day. Just give it that. It all runs together. My wife it was not just the other day. I was like a year ago. It was just yeah, the other whatever. day. Okay, it's amazing. They're all just the other That's day. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I was I was sad to hear that. Um, yeah, for it, sure. It, and uh, like I said, it we'll we'll, we'll we'll tell the we'll tell the the, the carry story. Uh, about <laughs> That's Mark. what you call it, yeah. the carry yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and it was funny because he, when we interviewed him, uh-huh. he remembered he all that. Totally remember. I, I mean, he, he he remembered every detail. Um, and 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 what's so funny about that is that he caught 
I don't know how many tarpon with, with Bouncer Smith. And when, when Bouncer was fishing with Captain Leon Dana, mm-hmm. he brought Bouncer down to Comanche Cove so we could all meet him. Okay. And I went up to Bouncer. Which, you know, he's one of the, I mean, he's right up there with uh, some of the most notorious guides, right? Damn right. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. You know, he does, he, he does basically consulting now. He yeah. does not, he does not um, guide, but, you know, uh, there was Scott and Zach Timmons and everybody went up and, and uh, I went up to him and I said, hey, Bouncer. I said, I'm Captain Kevin Favor. And he stopped. He turned around. And he goes, you're that guy. You're the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so, excuse me? Huh? And he's yeah. like, he's like you, you, he goes, I got to give it to you. He goes, you're, you're, you're the guy. And this is, the, this is part of the carry story. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and um, I said, I, I, don't, I don't know what do you exactly mean? what you mean. And he said, Mark Sosa's biggest tarpon that he ever caught was with you. And he said, I tried to beat that. Because <laughs> I never could, um, so it was. Uh, That's cool that. And yeah, then he took yeah. a swing at you. No, he, he was. He, yeah, he, off right off the top of right his head, top first of his thing head. He, yeah. he thinks about. Yeah, and yeah. and remembers the name. Yeah. it's you. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, that that was. Gosh, I I don't even know how long ago. <laughs> it was just the other day. It was just the other day. Yeah, I mean, it was. Okay, I, give folks an idea. Mark Sosen, a couple other little tidbits. Flip Pallet describes so- so- uh, Sosin as someone, quote, whose contribution to fishing was of epic propor- proportion. Yeah. Wow. Quote. And Flip Pallet said that. Yes. Uh, Mark was the executive producer and host of Mark Sosin's Saltwater Journal, which I didn't know this, which aired on Fox Sportsnet for 27 seasons. Wow. Man, that's savage. And that's when nobody was doing it. That's I right. Mean, no, yeah, he's a total pioneer. Yeah. Total Bill pioneer. Dance, okay. Yeah. Freshwater side. Yep. Okay. Mark yep. Sosin, maybe for saltwater Absolutely. side, right? Yep. For, yeah. for longevity. Yeah. I think yep. that's fair. Yep. Throughout his life, Mark Sosin wrote a total of 34 books. Wow. wow. More than 3,000 of his articles on fishing have been published. Man, I don't even know if I've read 34 books. <laughs> <laughs> He received the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Florida Outdoor Writers Association, has obviously been inducted into uh, uh, four Hall of Fames. Oh, yeah. He's, he, yeah he's, he's out there. Wow. Four Hall of Fame. That's awesome. You know, and, and when you talk about, again, Chris, when we talk to him, the, the, the 27 years running on, on Fox – that I think it started in the sixties. Yeah, didn't it, yeah, Chris? I think it yeah. Did, yeah, I mean, it was like yeah. crazy when when he started, and uh, and a good friend of ours, um, Steve Donaldson, who who you know, Jeff, Chris, you know, mm-hmm. um, he was working for Jim Lux at the time, mm. and Jim Lux was one of his sponsors, mm-hmm. and that's how the, the that's how the connection between me and Mark. Got in, and and Steve Donaldson and my buddy Roger Crossman ran the camera boat. Okay, you know, so so they were the camera boat, and then and then he was on with on my boat with me, and we crushed the tarpon. How many did you catch? I mean, the first day we caught three or four. Nice. Um, the 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 next day we caught three or four, and then the last day, the cameraman on the camera <laughs> boat fell and broke the camera, busted. Oh, like 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 a ten thousand dollar. Yeah, destroyed oh. it. Oh, was not happy about it. Oh, 
And because Mark is a little grouchy, right? Oh, dude, he is grumpier than hell. And I told him that too. That's I tell you what, that's the reputation. Yeah, that totally is. That's the he's. You know what he is to me. He is to me what Tom Coughlin is to you. Yeah. Okay. When you're on the football field, Uh he's totally different guy. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. He's he's you know when you get off the field. Jeff, everything okay? Can I do anything for you? You mm-hmm. know what I mean. And 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 Mark was that way. Whenever he was whenever, about his business, he was about his business, man. Yeah. And when you were out there, it was it was all business. But man, did we give it to him after a while? <laughs> after we figured out that he was really, honestly, just a big old softy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, we 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 hammered him. We we I mean. Roger and and Steve Donaldson were relentless, and and you know what? He just laughed. <laughs> but that's they, good. But I, I will tell you this. Out. I'll tell you this. He was making notes. He was, oh, not yeah. only that, but but he edited all of that out. <laughs> yeah, that's Every right. Every bit of, of it. course. Oh, you know, oh all yeah. Of it. You, you know, gotta so, be. So, yeah. I mean, because there was times like, come on, dude. Does your wife catch that fish? I mean, because he. But he he had techniques that. Or obviously in all of his books, when when he first showed up, because if you remember, right, this is at the time Jeff before we used spinning reels. Mm-hmm. You know, we used four odds. Yeah, you were level odds. No, just odd, a, a, a conventional yeah. four odd senators, yeah, which you can't cast. Which at least I can. Yeah, I mean, I I can you cast, can I can cast them. But he showed up, and I know it's never take a break. But he showed up with a spinning rod, like a medium spinning rod, uh-huh. and the tip was cut off. It was like really stiff. So he was he was advanced thinking here. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, A visionary. Yeah, yeah. And and anyway, per our conversations, it's at the other, and and I'm like, you're not gonna catch these fish in, <laughs> in sixty feet of water on that rod. And he said, son, if I don't have him in the boat in twenty minutes, you can cut him off. Quote quote. <laughs> and wow, I cut off. That is straight off, savage, right there. I cut off two. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, That's awesome. but 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 I will tell you, the first fish he caught was about seventy pounds. I'll never forget this. Twelve minutes. Wow. Twelve minutes, dude. I mean, it was. And and what 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 I learned to do with him was change the angles, right? With the boat, you know. I mean, I I didn't let him just fight the fish. I would move the boat, change the angles, and he would change the angles with that rod. And he whooped that. I mean, he had that fish to the boat in in, in twelve minutes. That's like, awesome. Wow. awesome. All right, well, let's take a yeah. break. We got uh, some more Mark Mark Sosen yeah. stories to tell. Uh, we've got some fishing info. We've got some fishing stories. I've got Georgia stories. We've got an owl update. We've got, we got uh, an owl. and South I America. even have a story. Oh, Chris has a story. Chris has a story. Yep, oh. yep, yep. Uh, Last the, night's the, story. The Snake Master is That's back me, at it again, baby. and we've got all that to do and more right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. I think we had uh, the conversation that one time about what year that came out. We have. Was, We've had that like conversation. A, it was uh, 80... Just the other day. 84, yeah. 83. <laughs> just the other day. Like dating myself there. But anyway, uh, hey, look, uh, Steenhatchee River Club. Yes. Man, I have gotten reports, and I'm, I'm not joking here, because you go to Steenhatchee for what? For scallops. Scallops. Yeah. Okay, right? Yeah. Which scallop season has now changed, okay? The limit has gone up. Yeah, that's right. July 1st. July 1st is the change. Mm-hmm. But here's the bonus, okay? Mm-hmm. 
They're getting monster shrimp. I know. What is out up the with Gulf that? Coast, folks? Yep. Um, so now you can go to Steenhatchie to get you some scallops and to go get you some shrimp. I, I where are they? You know, Harold um, Wishard posted something about about the shrimp. Mm-hmm. And where are they shrimping? Uh, my you, cousin. You know? okay. okay, my cousin lives over there, and uh, they. My cousin was catching eight counts. Yes, out of around horseshoe. So if you could go over there Which and catch seen Hatchie horseshoe, or if you could catch giant shrimp, what should you do? Hell, I'm doing both. But if I had to pick one, <laughs> yeah, if you had to pick one. I mean, here's the thing. Right now, the size of the shrimp over there are, yeah. are epic. Yeah. So I'm going to go shrimp. Yeah. I, 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 if you can get eight counts. Personally, I'm, I think I'm going shrimping too. If you can get eight counts, yeah. Yeah. then I'm going to go and catch shrimp. Yeah. But, but now here's the deal. If, if I was allowed to have the, the same amount of meat, whether it be scallops or shrimp, right. I'm doing scallops. Okay. And the reason I say that is because I, you don't – base scallops are so unique and so different than regular scallops yeah, that you buy in a I, restaurant. I agree with that. They're smaller. They're like little mini marshmallows. Mm-hmm. So you compare like the big marshmallows that you do for your, uh, what do you call the s'mores? You know, did yeah. you put the big ones over the fire? Yeah. Okay. The big ones, the big ones are about what you would buy scallops at a yeah. restaurant. The little base scallops that you catch out of Steen Hatch well, the mini marshmallows. are about the size of your pinky tip. Mm-hmm. And so those are kind of like the mini marshmallows. <sighs> Is the best way to describe it. And they're so much sweeter. Mm-hmm. So good. But uh, Fred Miles has been living over there. Okay. And you know him now. He 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 is a, a guy that loves the shrimp. And he was south of Swanee where he was catching the shrimp. So horseshoe, He was Swanee. south of Swanee. Okay. Yeah, horseshoe. Um, and that's, uh, again, that's what we keep getting here is, is horseshoe. So... If I if I'm looking on a map, just give people an idea because you if you go over and you stay at Steen Hatchie, Steen Hatchie River Club, and then if you go to the uh, south is Horseshoe. See, but but see here's and then here, Swanee here's, here's is the south of Horseshoe. Thing. This is the first time I've ever heard of. I've this. never heard of them catching monster no, shrimp in the Gulf either, like because that because that's where our bait shrimp come from. Right. You know, I mean that's and, and now you're talking about people obviously throwing cast nets. It's happening now, folks. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I can't I, tell you. I can you. tell you. If I, if I knew where they were and I had a few days off, I'd, I'd be Make going. Make the trek, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because well, what's what's the shrimp limit? Um, uh, five-gallon bucket. Five gallon bucket. It's two and a half gallons per person, I think. Yeah. And then a five-gallon bucket boat max right. I th- or something like that, yeah. I want to say. And I don't know if it's any different on the West Coast. I don't, I don't know. I'll you have know. to pull up yeah. the regs and see see what the deal is. But that's, heck, yeah, that's, that's a lot of eating, man. Yeah. And big shrimp, big shrimp, yeah. What's you talking I've about? I've seen other pictures from eight other, counts. Yeah, wow. I'd I'd be shrimping right now. Go over there and and uh, fish first thing in the morning and go shrimping. Yeah, I mean, that's like perfect combination. Yeah, I, okay, over I, I, there. Maybe there's a there's got to be a tide or something. Fish up, fish first thing in the morning and then go get you your base scallops and and shrimp. Can you imagine that meal? No, I can't imagine oh that God. meal. Yeah. It, would that be a long day? I would. I, I could tell you right now how I would cook both. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. Shrimp. Do tell. Our, our Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week last week with the Old Bay yep, yep. and then the beer. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to eat shrimp. Mm-hmm. If you want to eat shrimp for 
to eat shrimp. I think peel and eat is the way to go. Now, the bay scallops, we actually kind of fell into this back in the day because we were over there uh, scalloping and hanging out with my cousins and such. And and one time we went over there and we weren't hanging out with my cousins, but I had went to the store, and you probably remember this. I found this little can because it's you know it's not a can like a like a metal can but a, a cardboard can shaker of seasoning and it was called everglades uh-huh. and it, it was white it was a white can with green label and we actually talked about this on the outdoor show years ago as a great seasoning for seafood and we took those base scallops that were shucked and then put them in a bit ba- on a baking sheet with salted butter and then a little sprinkle of that Everglades seasoning, and oh my God. Mm-hmm. The only way that it could have gotten better maybe was to have a little bit of angel hair pasta to put all of that on top of. Right. Okay. I that is outstanding. So whenever you catch a five-gallon bucket of scallops mm-hmm. and you get them all shucked and in a one-gallon Ziploc, correct? That's about what it would be. It's right? about what it would be. That's what I'm asking. Well, I'm I'm gonna let's see. Uh, the limits change for base scallops. Okay, so each person can have up to two gallons of whole base scallops in the shell, or mm-hmm. what that converts to is one pint of meat. Okay, there you go. No, it's not right. <laughs> yeah, but that pint of meat. Oh my god is uh is ridiculous uh the the vessel maximum limit is 10 gallons of base scallops in the shell or a half a gallon of meat and and a friend of ours mr doug geist mm-hmm. just text said he's on his way to steen hatchy good for him and uh, doug if you're if you're listening we have some gps numbers that we are going to post from Captain Leon Dana, who was there this week. I love me some GPS numbers. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to kind of be the ring power tip of the week. And, and that, that was that's a pretty cool tip. I mean, if you're going to go over there scalloping and, and you really don't – I mean, do you know where to go, Jeff? I You know, I've never had a hard time finding them. Okay. I mean, you just find a crowd and kind of go? That Well, that and then uh, – one of the things that's tried and true is that you go out of Steen Hatchy mm-hmm. and then you go out there and then what you do is you literally one find the boats, other boats, or number two is that you just go somewhere and then once you start to get into the vegetation sand patches, you stop and then you're wearing polarized sunglasses, which is an absolute must, and then you can see them. Okay. Once you slow down, and so you're looking for the the scallops laying around the edges of these sandy patches. And I've never had a hard time finding okay. them. But here's the thing. if And I've always had a little bit of MRI from my cousins yep. to help me to go in the right True. direction. Now, if I didn't have that, I would absolutely take some GPS coordinates mm-hmm. in okay. a minute. All right. Just, just, so, just, just, just ask. Let's take a break, okay, and then go. we'll come back. We'll have the, uh, the, the shrimp regs. Because the shrimping has not only gotten started on the West Coast, but uh, it's starting to happen here a little bit. I can tell you that, and we'll talk about that and more right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Oh, if you've got a little piece of waterfront heaven, 
CNH Marine Construction can turn that into an epic piece of epic. heaven. I can tell you that. Yeah. CNH Marine Construction does everything from <laughs> boardwalks, boardwalks, docks, <laughs> boathouses, <laughs> boat lifts. If it has anything to do with anything uh, with wood and water, water and yeah. wetlands, yeah. I mean, they can do it all. And tremendous pricing. Yes. I, I can tell you through the years because I had to, to rebuild two docks, <laughs> same dock twice. And uh, nobody could touch CNH Marine Construction. And that's just the way they are. That's yep. the way they do business. So just give them a call. You can go to the homepage of OutdoorShow.com and click on CNH Marine Construction's link. All right, so I have, I have, I have a trivia question for you. All right, before you do, just yep, want to real, real quick throw yep. this out there. We were talking about the shrimp and yes. bay scallop regulations. And when it comes to shrimping, five gallons heads on per harvester per day. Which is the same thing here. Exactly. Right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that that's statewide. Right, okay. And then there's a closed season, which is interesting, in Nassau, Duval, St. John's, Putnam, Flagler, and Clay Counties in April and May, they're closed. Okay, then they say the Big Bend closed area, which I don't know where that is, and they don't clarify it I mean, at myfwc.com. Like the Big Bend. But that is... Uh, Apalachicola? Right. Yep. So, Mike, and so what they're saying here... Big Bend closed area. Update. Harvest of shrimp is allowed with a limit of two gallons per person and five gallons per vessel using cast nets and dip nets only. I don't know what other what other means you would use, but Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. But is uh Seen Hatchie Horseshoe are they, are they all considered Big Bend? I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know either. All right. So anyway, let's uh all right, real real quick, I got yeah. a trivia question for you you and Chris. All right, Chris, you ready? All right, so I got a text from our good buddy Mark Helmet, Claude Nolan Cadillac. All right, Mark, right, his, I'm ready. His friend was over in Argentina oh. do- dove hunting. Okay. And he spent, Chris, I'll get you first guess, he spent how much on shells? Oh, my Shotgun word. Shells. Is this per shell? No, no, no. no. This oh, is how okay, much total, 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 total bill for, okay. for us. How well, many days well, was he listen. there? Okay. Does he say? I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume three days. Okay, okay. so so yep. Mark's a high roller, so he's going to be. It was Mark. It was Mark's friend. Right, Mark's right. friend, but right. he only hangs with, you know, highfalutin people. So, <laughs> uh, He said that. So <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to say 500 bucks. Oh, you're way short. I'll okay. say three grand. 15,000. What? <laughs> 15 what? grand. What? Yeah. I told you, Chris. Yeah. I was, wasn't joking, but I was like, whoa. Yeah. Now, I, that right there, yeah. you, you can't okay. let out. let's do the math here. Oh, okay. my word. Just out of curiosity. Right. Okay, so 15 grand. Yep. Okay, let me break out my, my calculator. That's because, just for your shells. Right. Yeah. Okay, so let's say <laughs> I told you, you roll with high rollers. Did what, I what not? They, let's say they're charging. Let's say fifteen dollars a box. Let's say fifteen dollars a box. Yeah, 15, okay? fifteen bucks a box. Okay, thousand, so now we're down to a thousand shells, right? Yeah, yep. right. Divided by twenty-five. Or so, excuse me. That's a thousand boxes. Thousand boxes. Yes, a thousand okay? boxes. Okay. There's there's twenty-five shells in a box. Right. Correct. Yep. Okay, so that's twenty-five thousand shells. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's say you hit fifteen or fifty percent, which would be fair, right? Yeah, right? that's fair. I mean, sure. Okay, you're looking at twelve thousand five hundred birds. That's right. 
Wow, that's a big that's a big birds. cookout in the middle of the day in that field. Yep. But I'm t- but when I was saying that they have the thousand bird club, they also have like the two thousand, the three thousand, the four thousand, the five thousand bird club over there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's crazy. Yeah. So spend it, but here. <laughs> so, so Mark said a dollar a shell. A dollar a shell. So that's twenty five dollars a box. That's twenty five dollars a box. Yep. All right, so so, so re- recalculate. All right, so uh, fifteen thousand, right? Yep. One, uh, divided by what? Uh, divided by how would he say? Per well, shell? that's dollar. if it's so a dollar, so it's fifteen thousand so, shells. So 15, divided by twenty five <laughs> equals that's six hundred boxes of shells. <laughs> okay. I, done, I done went through school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we really don't uh, need the calculator. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Well, six hundred boxes. boxes. Six hundred boxes of shells. Of shells. Yeah. Good. I am smart. SMRT. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. That's, that's shooting, man. But oh, if you're gonna go gosh. over there, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I'm not going over the same shells. That's well, right. Uh, and yeah. and I'm not going I'm shooting them. Well, could, them. Yeah. Well, I'm you can't save shells because you can't bring ba- them back. Right. But I'm not going back. You know what I mean? Saying if I'm going over there, right. I'm going to spend as probably to the top of my spendable limit just right. because if, I mean, the expense right. of Half, getting there, Halfway through the second day, I'm not walking off the duff field. No. I don't want to spend any more money. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, done. You know, yeah, I'm done. The bird's still flying. Ah, yeah, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I can't make it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. No, if I'm, I'm going, keep on I'm going. Shoot. Yeah, if yeah. you're going, I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm keep shooting. Yeah. And then once my shoulder or my I was cheek- going to say, I don't care how bad my shoulder hurts. <laughs> you can be shooting from the hip. Load me yeah. up. Yeah. When the shoulder and the cheek get a little bit sore, yeah, then it's time to find mm-hmm. something else to do. Alternatives, but until then, switch arms. Yeah, and the, and the the crazy thing is that when you go over there, the regular uh, Remingtons, Winchester, you can't shoot them. They don't work. No. They can't, Chris. They can't yeah, handle. You'll melt, it, you'll melt it down. They can't the handle heat. the volume. Yeah, oh my God. they can't. <laughs> 50, when you when you go over there, I've melted old Betsy <laughs> down a couple <laughs> times. <laughs> when you go over there, almost to a T, they're Benelli's, Berettas, right. and wow. that's about it. Mm-hmm. You wow. know, because that's the only guns that they trust over there that can handle. The number of shells that get put through them. Yeah. And most of them are 20-gauge, correct? They're both. They're both. They're both? Yeah. I wouldn't shoot 12s. Yeah. I'll, well, I mean, I wouldn't want to shoot a 12 for that many times. Yeah. But, I mean, if I'm talking about keeping my percentages up, <laughs> <laughs> I'm shooting a 12, dude. <laughs> oh. All right. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's jump on the phone lines. Uh, Chris. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Hold up. We got, we've got to... Get Check. line three. Okay. We right. have to Mark, get line is that three. Mark okay. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. He's chiming. He's on chiming. More Mark. More to Mark. Hey. How y'all doing? Good. How, you, how you doing, hot right. roller? If you've got us on speaker, you got to take us off speaker, uh, Mark. We we're, we don't allow that on the show. Yeah. yeah. Even That's, though you're a sponsor, you're high, we don't allow that. High roller. There he is. You're on my earpod. Is that all right? Yeah, it's not very good. Yeah. It sounds terrible. Okay, Talking to the phone. It sounds it's terrible. Like normal people. <laughs> my phone doesn't work well. I got a cheap ass phone. What? What? Wait, wait, wait a minute. My phone doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, no call back. Clearly, call back. clearly uh, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's a trip of a lifetime. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, actually, he's calling back in, Chris. So we'll go ahead and, and we'll see if we can get Mark back, where he can chime in. 
on this uh, South America dove shooting trip. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of times they have these things that are open for auction. Yeah, yeah, I got you. And whether it be Ducks Unlimited or National Wild Turkey Federation or NRA banquets, these things end up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of these things, and we'll find out if that's in fact how this gentleman ended up going. All right, morning, Mark. Hey. All right. Uh, they went. They would go every year. I don't know how many thirty years, whatever. When you go down there, you get you have gun boys. Oh yeah. I mean, have you ever done a flurry up at Sea Island? At their little ski area in Sporting Place. Right. You sit there, Billy Mimic, me, and uh, the guy that used to run GMAC in town went up there, and we had two guns. And the guy sits behind you and pushes the buttons from nine different stands. We'd shoot the rabbit when it stopped. There'd probably be three shells in the rabbit when it stopped because we were shooting so fast. But And I, I grabbed the barrel after about 100 rounds. It's no. pretty hot. That's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can you imagine in the field of South America where you're shooting? Yeah, yeah. so down rounds? there they have gun boys that load your gun. Well, they alternate. Yeah, they'll load a gun, and then you've got a gun in your hand, and then when the right. one in your hand empties, they hand you they a gun that's ready to go and take the one out of your hand, and then they start putting shells in that one. Right, right. So that when they got it, they they were spending fifteen grand a piece. They were there a week, ten days. Whew. Okay, that's and, that's a trip. Now. Yep. Wow. That's a long yeah. time. But like you said, they got good food. There's good fishing trips down there. Oh heck yeah! Oh, there's a ton. There. Yeah. Yeah. There's and, things uh, to do. It's nice fishing down there. No doubt. All right. Well, thank you, Mark. We got to take a break. Thanks, buddy. All right. Take care. See ya. All right, uh, we come back. Chris, uh, we're going to talk with him about seeing Hatchie Shrimp and Scallops, and we're going to talk to Mike and you, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. So a guy at Consignment Boat Sales just listed a 2017 Sailfish 236 yeah, center console powered by a Yamaha 254-stroke. Got a hard top, which, man, I think hard tops are the way to go. Uh, Love my hardtop. Yeah, Garmin 7612 Electronics VHF bow cushions with backrest, tandem axle aluminum trailer. Asking 885. Go to jaxboating.com or you can give Guy at Consignment Boat Sales a call at 904 249 6225 to inquire about that 2017 sailfish. And don't forget, uh, if you've got a boat and you want to sell it, man, Guy is he's the best. He is the best. He is the best at selling your boat. I've I've had numerous neighbors and like, hey, why don't you just take that to guy? And they're like, well, I don't want to, you know, pay consignment fee this that, and the other. And then they <laughs> then they, they do they, it. They no, do no, it. And they're no, like, no, dude, he got awesome. more for it than what we expected. And and even though we had to pay the ten percent, we we got more back. So exactly, were, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hey, uh, just a real quick, I, I love doing shout outs. Okay, I was standing in line at DG the other day. DG Dollar General. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. DG. Come on, man. That's the Dollar General. Yeah, I got gotcha. the Dollar General, right? See, and, I'm not uh, part of the club. I, I, I didn't you, know. You, know. you know me. I'm always saying hello to folks and this, that, and the other. And the guy said, man, are, are, you know, are you Captain Kevin with the Outdoor Show? And I said, yeah. And we got to talking, and his name was Donovan. So I just wanted to say thank All you, right. Donovan. Yeah. Donovan. Hey, Donovan. Yeah. From Dollar General. From DG. 
from yeah, DG Donovan. There you go. <laughs> we love you, DG oh, Donovan. Lordy. All right, let's go to the phone lines and let's bring up Chris. Let's talk a little Steen Hatchy Shrimp and Scholars. Morning, Chris. Good morning. I apologize. I've lost my voice. That's okay. Ah, that's all right. I'm losing mine, so I, we're in the same boat. Oh, yeah, great. I, I sound like I, I sound like my grandmother, but anyway. Oh. I wanted to I wanted to <laughs> Can't add wait to meet her. One <laughs> oh yeah, you would have loved her. Um I uh I wanted to add one little tip to your shrimp recipe. Sure. And I want to talk about Everglades seasoning too. Okay. But if you take uh like a quarter cup of Bragg's apple cider vinegar and dump it into that mix. Yep. And if you look on the back of Old Bay, it'll tell you to mix it with vinegar. Uh-huh. And it makes a big, big difference, and I enjoy it. Now, I don't know if anybody will care for it, but that's well, my thought. And, and, I, that, and I, I saw somebody actually sent us a message on our Facebook page or posted when we put the recipe up, said, hey, add a little bit of vinegar to that mix, yes. and, and it helps make it easier to peel the peel and eats. Is okay. that true also? And it, cer- it certainly does. Okay. So, uh, and if you, you add- know how sometimes they'll get tough to peel. Okay. And then, so well, I know this, I love vinegar. And mm-hmm. so if you, so if we're doing a, and my typical recipe is a can of beer and let's say a quarter cup of Old Bay. I mean, that's a lot. People say yep. that's a lot, yep. but, but when you do put it in a beer, it, it kind of, it's not as heavy. And then, so you're saying add like maybe a quarter cup of vinegar to that? Yes. And actually, if you look on the back of Old Bay, there's a steam recipe on it, and it tells you to put half water, but you can do beer. Beer, right. And vinegar, too. Okay. In it. I have found it it really works, and I and I enjoy it. All right. Now, well, it may I, not be I'm going to do everybody's it. Alley. Next time I do it, I'm going to do it. And Chris, I'll let you know how it turns out. Probably might be a couple weeks, but <clears throat> I'm, that's on my that's list of fine. things to do. All... Okay, the yeah, other thing is ever. You mentioned Everglades seasoning. Yeah, that is one of my favorite spices of all time. It's good, isn't it? And I got it the first time years ago. I was down in Homestead, Florida, at a huge uh, corn and Swamp Cabbage Festival that my dad's best friend used to put on. And Mel Tillis played. And they had a thing, they had a thing, a Everglades seasoning, and we put it on the corn on the cob. Uh, so, so Chris, you, you, love you, with it. you have to, you have to back up a little bit, all right? Let people know what I'm, a swamp cabbage is. I apologize. Let, no, 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 no. Yes, let, let people know what a swamp cabbage is. A swamp cabbage is, is a palm and you've got to chop the palm to get to the heart of it. So it's kind of like a heart of palm. Exactly. In a way. Okay. So And um, we went. We used to go out um, days before. Does it taste like artichoke? Because I'm thinking hearts of artichoke. You know, no, I can't say it does. No, okay. I, don't, I don't think. What it, would you guys compare it to? God. A, a, a tough cabbage. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like you say, got to cook it longer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't say it's like 
the the best thing I've ever had. But <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say I don't want to be was, out there cutting up I, a palm I, I, tree. I, I, yeah, I love I love cabbage. You know, me and, too. And swamp cabbage is not it's, it's, it's not um, and it's been a long time yeah. now well, since I've had it. But I, it was it was a typical what we used to do. But but then again, I was watching Mel Tillis, and I was eating my weight in corner on the cob and eating swamp cabbage. So life was pretty good. Yeah, that's good I'd stuff. say you had a good day. Yep. That's that's a country song right there. Yep. Good day. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Chris. Yep. Damn Chris. right. Now I got. Can I can I do one more yeah. thing? I was just going to say about going to Steenhatchie. To me, one of one of my favorite moments was um, bringing my five gallon bucket up to the docks and getting one of the women there to clean the scallops for me. Mm-hmm. And having sitting down and having a conversation with her. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, uh, we're not familiar with that, but I mean, as in because I've never done it, but I've heard of so many people that have, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's it's a wonderful experience. These women have been doing it forever, and they're hilarious. That's great. And they'll clean a gallon. They'll clean a gallon for you for like five bucks. So. From what I understood, five-gallon bucket, because I had this conversation on the forecast show on Thursday evening with Captain Leon Dana, who's mm-hmm. there now, is $17. Oh, really? Yeah. To clean them? Yeah. Well, Whoa. so the conversation really it, improved since you've been yeah, there, Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, think about it. It probably has got to take them an hour. Uh, the good ones are pretty fast. It, it, oh, a five-gallon bucket? Chris, was, Chris, I've seen that you get the, the professionals. Yeah. And they're yeah, fast. and they will nail it. And they're and using we shop vacs. There. Yep. They use shop yes, vacs. Yes, and I, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I they use the shop vac when you open up the, the scallop. You got the white meat, but then you got the kind of the boogery stuff around it. Mm-hmm. They use the shop vac to suck the boogery stuff out, so then what's left is just the meat, and then they just cut that right off the shell and rock Don't and roll. you know that Ooh. shop vac smells good at the end? Oh, yeah, I was everybody. just thinking Woo! about cleaning that <laughs> sucker. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay, and I'm just going to – I just want to make one last comment. <laughs> wow. You said that two comments ago, Chris. And welcome to the Nimnik Chris Show. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. You're damn ahead. right. You've waited long enough. No, Go no, ahead. no. I work, I work at a marina, and you guys were talking about gas. Yeah. We had an 80-footer pull in and stay at the T-Dock. Oh. And oh. he was fixing to head out, and he was going to top off on gas. Top off. And we said, yeah, well, I know. And we said, what size tank you got? 4,000 gallons. Oh. <laughs> uh, so how do, much- the math, do the math on that one. Well, what's, what's the cost of fuel at the pump? Yeah. Well, it's probably around six or seven right now. All right, let's let's just say oh it's my six. Gosh. It's twenty four. Twenty four. So I was figuring. I was figuring if if you're if if you're gonna fill the thing, it's probably twenty five thousand dollars. Woo, baby! Hey, wow. Now, if you got an eighty footer, so let's see. Right. Do I want to yeah. spend yeah. fifteen thousand in shells or just one <laughs> tank of gas? Let's take a fuel. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what made me. That's what made me think of it. You guys have a great All day. Right, I appreciate it, brother. Yeah. Oh, wait. I, I wanted. I wanted to ask him what he had prepared for the next segment. 
Oh, I mean, this, yeah, this well. outdoor show is getting expensive. Yeah, twenty-four grand to fill up the boat. You know, fifteen <sighs> grand to buy shells to shoot some dove. Whoa. Wow! All right, uh, let's go talk to Mike this morning. Morning, Mike. Morning, fellas. Love the show. Thank Thanks, you. buddy. We love you. So <laughs> that was awkward. A good friend of <laughs> yeah, our son. A good, a good friend of our son met a really nice girl from Connecticut. Uh-huh. And so my wife bribed me with a fishing trip on the Long Island Sound. So I went to the wedding. Score. And, then we, and then we took a town car back down to the Sound and spent three days with her cousin. And he's a big fisherman, her cousin's husband. Okay. So they're striped bass fishing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Up there. So Great fishing. We go, out on, we go out on Monday. Now, where'd you go out of? Out of uh, Northport. Northport okay. Yacht Club. Yep. It's about two minutes down the hill from his place. That's a gorgeous area, by the way. Yep. I mean, you got, you know, unending vistas across the sound, water, water everywhere, and 250-year-old houses that have been remodeled 10 times. They, I believe they call that the Gold Coast. It's, I don't know what they call it, but it's <laughs> it's it's upscale, let's say. That's, oh, that's my point. Yeah, that's, that's a, why my point. That's uh, when I say they call that the, the Gold, Gold Coast. Yeah, the boats with the 4,000 gallon Which is the northern end tanks. of Long yeah. Island. They call that the Gold Coast because it's just yeah. a, made I, of gold. I, I, I got In other the, words, I got the gas you today, guys. You ain't yeah, good. <laughs> if, you're living at the Gold, if you're living at the Gold Coast, mm-hmm. you know, Mike, chances are you're not probably crying if you have a $24,000 fill-up on your boat. Mm. <laughs> well, he's got about a 30-foot. Uh, pusher diesel and um so we go out the first day and he's telling me how bad the fishing's been mm-hmm. so we go out and, he's, and he's, he's got a tiller at the rear of the boat he's got a wheel and a wheelhouse and everything but at the rear he's got a tiller and a set of controls also yeah. that he can run he can fish by himself right we're, tro- we're trolling so so he breaks out the nice star rods he's got some nice rigs but it's wire line actually it's monel line mm-hmm and they and they troll about a two or three or four ounce lead head jig about six seven inches long with a big um grind trailer right okay. yep. so we go out so long story short we go out seven o'clock in the morning which by the way the sun comes up an hour earlier there than it does here oh yeah they're, they're that much further east but anyhow so we caught eight 35 it's a 28 to 35 slot and we caught eight kept two you can keep one per man uh-huh. we kept the two so we went back we cleaned the fish um ate the fish that night they're they're very he steamed them with lemon juice and pepper okay in, how were in they handful. they were very nice okay very nice very nice light white fish mm-hmm. so we want to we're going to go the next morning so he says well, i'm gonna call a couple of my buddies and tell them how well we did Next morning, there's five guys on the boat. <laughs> all, his, all his fishing buddies came down there, which was fine. It worked out. And um, uh, we threw back two that were too big, and we threw back two that were too short. And most of the – half the fish were caught as doubles. We're trolling two lines, so we'd have two on. So if you hook one, then you leave your lure – you bring your lure in a little bit and keep jigging it. You – they're going along trolling and jigging, yeah. jigging, trolling, jig, trolling, jig, trolling, jig, and um, we caught twenty-two. Wow, <laughs> great trip! That's, God, that, it was a great trip. Did, so, did you guys I, try for any flounder, which they call fluke up there? Um, we actually had gone 
the very first afternoon we were there, we went out and we did catch two little fluke, but they're like 18. They were little. Yeah. They were too small. And pogies. They fish for pogies with um, sandworms. Did you say they fish for pogies? Like the fish that we were catching were pogies. Yeah, it's, it's not like what. I don't okay. think it's the same pogey yeah. that we use for. Bait. No, it's not a bait yeah. fish. It's, it's not. Different. It's not a bait fish. So yeah. did did, did, he, use, did he talk anything about bunker? Yeah, that talk. That's all they talk about. That's pogey. They, okay. they yeah. do a lot of. They they catch those stripers. They'll they'll anchor up and <clears throat> and chum and fish with cut bunker. Okay. Now that's pogey. That's pogies. Yeah. Yeah. But what they call bunker, bunker is, is what is, we is, call pogies. Yes. And their exactly. pogey is different right. than yeah. our pogey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not confusing at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he said the fish has been terrible for five years. And then we went out there and slayed him. I told him it was the Florida effect. It is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, I love the show, guys. Thank Thanks, you, Mike. Mike. Great story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but by the way, the, where he's talking about, which uh, Northport is on the north end of Long Island, which is Long Island Sound, so across the waters, Connecticut. Right. They call... That place up there, they call that the Gold Coast, and and there happens to be one, arguably one of the greatest steakhouses on the planet, up there on the Gold Coast area, and it's called Peter Luger's. There's one in Brooklyn. There's one on the north end of Long Island. And you've been there, uh, yeah. And I have eaten many a steak there. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty good stuff. Uh, I didn't go up there and uh, hang out with uh, with the Gold Coast folks. I went up there to eat. Right. So, so have you been there since you've lived in Jacksonville? No. Okay. I, I haven't been back, but I mean, I lived on the, I was, okay. I was on literally, if you did a, uh, looked on a map where Northport is at, it's on the north end of Long Island. I lived on the south end of Long Island, which we caught the same things on the south end as they were catching on the north side. We were catching striper and fluke and, and things, and, and we didn't troll. We actually would anchor up and we would use eels. Right. Okay, that makes sense. And and cut bunker yep. or cut bait. Cut That's bait. what we used. But anyway. All right, let's take a break. All right, let's take a break. We come back. We're going to do an LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. And then uh, we got a couple special guests joining us right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the Southeast. If you'd like to learn more and have their business help your business because they've been helping many businesses through the years, especially with the bottom line, go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. This week's gear tip comes from uh, the captains and... You know, they, their hands get a little sissified after years of fishing on the water, and so they got to wear gloves. Yeah. Sissified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I'm, uh, I'm not – I'm just joking because yeah. the older you get, the uh, the thinner your skin gets and the more apt you are at getting little nicks and scrapes and everything. And so – You know you know the biggest reason I started wearing gloves? It's because the tops of my hands were getting skin cancer. Getting, you know, and, and yeah, and, and I mean, I, I I never wore gloves for years, and I I don't I don't go without them now, but you know, I, I we we talked about the selfish bite last week, mm-hmm. and then and then Kirk talks about this, but here here's the reality is that the, the fishing gloves have come a long ways, big time, and, and, even and, work gloves, even work gloves have come a long ways. Yes, they have. You're right, and and they're they're more comfortable. 
um, they're they're not as thick mm-hmm. as they used to be, but they still protect your hands. Absolutely. And they've got some knives you can take a knife and like yeah, oh yeah, and like yeah, make that, packs in your hand and it won't even cut through that. It, it, exactly. And you know the again, selfish is rare, but but one thing that's not rare that we catch when we're bottom fishing, and you're catching snapper, they. They got all kinds of stuff that'll poke you and cut you and everything else. That's, right, let me let me ask you a question. You know, when, the when, biggest thing. When you wear gloves, do you like fingerless? Uh, yeah, gloves? I gotta have fingerless because I gotta tie okay. knots. And I was just curious. No, and, and 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 the tips of my fingers get cut all the time. Right. You know, I mean, it's just it, it is part of it. I I mean, literally, gloves have made such inva- advancements through the years, and it's really in all facets of gloves. Yeah. I and mean, to give you a little football story here. Uh huh. And Chris will get a kick out of this, and this kind of relates to this Long Island, Northport's recent story that we just had with Mike. When I was with the Jets, my first year of, of being up there, and you remember, or go back, nobody wore football gloves right for nope. years. I mean, it nobody was, did. you know, the Jack Tatum, Jerry Rice, it was, you know, the Stickum, Yep. And that kind of stuff. What was that? What was the Oakland Raiders? Lester Hayes. Lester Hayes. Hayes. Remember, had you had Stickum to everywhere, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. On his face mask. So when I got to the Jets, there was an offensive guard on our team, and he literally was old enough to be my dad. And he was like year 16 in right. the league. His wow. name was Dan Alexander. Woo. And Dan Alexander was a Cajun, went to college at one of the Louisiana schools, smaller school, wasn't LSU. And Dan wore the old spot-built cleats, which I swear to God, they were just the same as a construction boot. They were heavy-duty <laughs> leather right. with with that Vibram kind of sole, uh-huh. but it just didn't have the big heel. Uh-huh. Okay? And his gloves, swear to God, he went to the hardware store and bought regular, regular. leather gloves just right. to protect his hands. And he would tape up right, with these gloves leather on. gloves because the gloves weren't even out yet. Well, then, mm-hmm. I want to say it was about 90... 1991, they came out with the Newman gloves. Newman were like the first football glove that you could wear that had the leather on the inside that were tacky, and then on the back it was cloth. And uh, and then when Newmans came out, man, everybody was wearing Newmans. Right. You know, made it easier for receivers to catch. And of course, nowadays everybody makes a glove, and everybody makes a glove for every different purpose. Right, and so, right. as even mechanics now have gloves that they can wear that they don't lose the sensitivity and the touch with their hands. And so fishing gloves are in the same ballpark. I agree. And Listen, some of the advancements. I'm, I'm wearing producer gloves right now. <laughs> and some of the advances that they have made in the technology of the fabrics with gloves is just incredible. Anyway, yep. that's your LB Hires Inc. gear tip of the week. What, uh, hey, what brands do you guys recommend? There's so many good ones. Yeah. Um, the... The ones that I'm wearing right now are the. Um, God, I'm losing my mind. No, it's, it's, they it's must typical. be great. Right, no, while, while you're getting your mind back, yeah. uh, Rick shared a story with us, and and I want to share that with uh, with our listeners. We were, were talking earlier about Steen Hatchie and Scallopin and Horseshoe and all these other places over on the on the west side of Florida and Shrimpin and Scallopin, and uh, unfortunately, recently. There was a shark attack over there yes. on the west side of Florida, and this is the story that obviously makes national news anytime yep. we have a shark attack mm-hmm. here in our, in our state. 
Well, this, we all know this, it's ex- this wasn't this wasn't like a bite. This was this an was attack, a bona fide attack. Yeah, and this yeah. this is very yeah. rare. Yeah, and yes, but, it is. But anytime you get a shark bite, then it's you know it's it's national news, right? And I'm going to read you the story here. Uh, Thursday afternoon, so this is just a couple days ago. Seventeen-year-old Addison Bethea was scalloping when she was attacked by a shark off the coast of Keaton Beach, suffering serious injuries to her leg. She says, "Quote." Rhett was tapping me, which I think is her brother, Rhett. Mm-hmm. Rhett was tapping me, and next thing I know, something latches onto my leg. And I'm like, that's not Rhett. So then I looked, and it's a big old shark, end quote. They had a uh, – uh, so I'm going to go back here. And she says uh, – because I talked to a guy about how, you know, you got to be aware. So anyway, she continues. I remember from watching Animal Planet – because you're supposed to punch them in the nose or something like that. Right. And I couldn't get around to his nose the way he bit me, said Bethea. She was airlifted to a hospital in Tallahassee, and medical professionals said she will undergo a second surgery today in the hopes of saving, saving her, her leg, leg. Yeah, which is tragic. Yeah. And estimates, what they said, like nine foot? Yeah. yeah. Nine but foot and, shark and, of and, some and kind? To, to add to that story... Um, she was talking about her brother, is that he went over to her and started beating on the shark also yeah. to, make her, to, to make him let go. So that's a, Which, you know, that's – and, man, kudos to him. Hell yeah, man. You're you, jumping you in there. you are going yeah. into the yeah. jaws of hell right yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah. let's let's go ahead and introduce who we have here in studio. We've got uh, Mr. Brian Lesage joining us. Morning, Morning. Brian. Morning. Morning, buddy. And then we have Kevin Pickett, recently back from South America. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, guys. Thank you guys for coming in. We're going to talk a little South America dove shoot. Uh, And so since we're we're going to be heading in that direction and getting the story directly, let's uh, go to the phone lines because Papa G wants to make a comment about a South America dove trip. Good morning, Papa G. Good morning. How are you? Good. It's no longer the Papa G. I am the Papa G calling you from the – from the country just south of Vitamatica. <laughs> okay. No. Just just, oh, just south of Vitamatica and you and you talk about the uh the steam the stein the stein hachi the stein hachi and I say Kazunheit. I say Kazunheit. When you say a Sanhachi, I think you sneeze in it, so I say the Kazunheit. And they talk about the big black cloud. The big black cloud in north of Florida, uh when 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 the captain when the captain Tabor see a big black cloud, he put a canot he put a canot on his boat and he does not take it out. He he ties the boat up on his dock with a big canot and and the big man, the foot football man, the the log the logger man, he I don't know what he drive. He drive a kayak a kayak? He's he's such a big man. Maybe he just folded up and put it in his pocket for a while. But let me tell you, when you when you come to my country, just south of your America, here's what you do. You bring your two bird dogs with you and make lots of water for those bird dogs because they're going to get uh, what do you say without water? Uh, you, you say dehydrated because there are so many dubs here. And you come over here and you buy my shells. You buy my shells from me, and, and each shell has peelets. There's maybe maybe 10, maybe 12, maybe 15 peelets in, in, each, in each gun. And, and the captain, the Captain Jeff, he fired his gun at the, at the black cloud, at the pellet. And he go, he go, he go, he go, kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. And maybe, maybe 30 pellets fall down. He's bird dog. His bird dog is working like a champ, man. He's, his bird dog is, 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 is a dehydrated, many, many water. I saw you bought a, I saw you bought a water for $5 each, but the, the, but the dog told me, and when the big man, the logger man, 
when he when he breaks out, he's going to pow, to pow, to pow, the big man, big, and all the birds fall out of the sky, and they put all of the doves, and the doves are everywhere. So, so, so he's got so, many. Oh, gee, how much is this going to cost us? It's not going to cost you a dime, my friend. Oh. No, you come over here. We have first-class airfare, uh-huh. mainly for the dog. If you bring the dog with you, and and we have many water and dog biscuit for the dog. But but when you get to my country, you see the big black cloud. It's not like a your home in, in Florida. It's not a it's not a kaboom storm. It's not yeah, one of those kaboom. Papa G, are you related to Chris? Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Maybe That's maybe funny, somewhere. Man. That maybe is not funny. Maybe someone in my ancestry. But when you shoot in the big black cloud. The dove are going to fall all over the ground, okay. and your poor little bird dog is going to work forever. So <laughs> come you. to my country. We love you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Papa but, G. But yeah. you know what you say when you go out to see the bird. <laughs> you I, you take and you we... say, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> <laughs> before we take a break here, and we're a few minutes over, but uh, we had a question from Ethan Bright, and I know this has completely changed the subject, but want to get his question answered. And to let everybody know that you can always send us uh, comments and questions on our Facebook or our Instagram page. This comes from Ethan. And he says, good morning. Caught a few weak fish in the river last week. What is the smallest size you typically keep? Mm-hmm. And what is your favorite way to clean and cook them? Size, I don't think there's a size there's limit. Not, but I would it's say a, 12 inches. Yes. You know, just for meat-wise. Yeah, 12 you know. inches minimum just far as size goes. But there is no size. There's a pound. I think there's a pound. If it's a Duval. Uh, so, so it's 100 pounds. It's 100 pounds. Yeah. Yep. But uh, 12 inches or more. Fr- this is for Duval. Nassau County is different. It's totally different. I mean, totally different. Yep. 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 But in, in Duval County, it's a pound limit. So, and there's no size restriction. Again, 12 inches or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you, how do I like to cook them? I like it simple. Uh, for me, it's either a little salted butter and just a little seasoning and put it in the oven and broil it. Uh, or number two, uh, the old the old standby, the mayonnaise, mustard, fresh grated Parmesan cheese, a little panko, a little uh, garlic butter, mm-hmm. crushed Ritz crackers to mix with the panko, and then put it in the air the not the air fryer, but the uh, what's the the copper crisper? Yeah, the copper crisper to get it a little bit crispy. Yeah, and, but and, I uh, let me let me throw one more in there. Sure, because uh, we, we had some trout uh, when we went to Steen Hatchie in March, and Kerry pan seared it and we made fresh tacos out of it mm. and uh man it's 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 outstanding to make to make tacos out of what's wrong with that nothing nothing yeah. all right let's take a break and we're gonna head to south america right after this right here on the nimnik buick gmc outdoor show Said 12 gauge, one shot, lay him down. Soon as that big time hits the ground, a little turkey talking. Great song. <laughs> Off of the, the Bone yeah. Collector album. Yeah, There's, uh, I think it's like 16 songs that are on that album that are just, I mean, you know, a lot of times <laughs> songs like this can be gimmicky. Yeah. You know, and kind sure. of. They kind of turned it into like real country music. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, say, so, yeah, yeah. This, this is yeah. really I mean, yeah. good right. it's music. It's well done. 
Very well done stuff. Yeah. And uh, Chris is a musician, musician yeah. so he, we got an expert in here to tell us whether music is good or not. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so okay. I, I, my, my, my wife had to text me and let me know what kind of gloves I'm wearing. Um, well, that's good. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you, Carrie. <laughs> well, seriously, I, there's no excuse, but I have had a sinus infection this week. And, man, my, you're spinning the whole time, so you're trying to think. But, anyway, Gills, which are the ones Kurt got us. Yeah. Um, those, those they, they, have, they have been good. And then the other pair that, that I wore for years, which I really like, too, is called, it's, it's from the Fishing Tree. And I got those on Amazon. Okay. So they're, they're really good. Right. They're a little more thick. Than the gills, yeah, you know, um, they got more of a padding on it, it, on the palm on, on the palm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of a lot of padding. No, I know, I get it, but anyway, again, let, it, it, it would almost be like you need two pair on the boat because snapper gills will cut through. Oh, almost anything. You want I mean, a little bit of thicker glove. Anyway, yeah, let's reintroduce yeah. who we have yes, in studio. Do. We have Mr. Brian Lesage, who, uh, who we've known for I think since this show's been in existence. Yes, absolutely. Forever, and then uh, he brings in the studio. I want to make sure I got it right. Kevin Pickett. Morning, Kevin. Morning. And uh, thank you guys for coming in. And uh, Kevin, you just got back from South America, huh? That's right. Where'd you go? Uh, we went to Cordoba, Argentina. Oh, now obviously this is one of those trips that's a trip of a lifetime. We thought. You, you thought? Uh oh. We thought. I'll okay. get into that. But okay. Yeah, we, right. We we planned it to be a trip of a lifetime. Matter of fact, it took two years of planning to finally get there. Really. So anticipation antici- anticipation was huge. So so how do you how do you go about? Is it because I know the, my first exposure with South American dove trips has always been at different events, whether it be an NWTF event, an NRA event, uh, a DU event. They sell these a lot of times to raise money for that particular conservation or uh, conservation fund. And uh, so was this one of those things where you bought or is it this? Was. Okay. Which, yeah. which, which banquet? Ducks Unlimited. Ducks it was, Unlimited, uh, yeah. It was one of the, I want to say it was a Jacksonville event a okay. couple of years ago. And, you know, every time we go on these trips that we get from Ducks Unlimited, there's always other people from other parts of the country oh, yeah. that also got it from Ducks Unlimited, which happened here where we had a group of guys from St. Louis. Okay. So, so you guys buy this trip. How many of how many of you are there, so and how many people can go? It was supposed to be four. Supposed to be four. Okay, supposed this is going to get interesting. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's going to yeah. get interesting. Uh-huh. So we're we're at the uh, we're at the auction, and and what uh, do they say it includes at the auction? <laughs> Not everything that it does include. Right. Uh, it, it alludes airfare, shells, gun rental. That's about that's about everything it said that it alluded until you get into the planning part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, the backstory is we uh, we're at the auction and they always give you free drinks at these. I events. was going to say you got a couple beverages in you. Absolutely, you know, let's do this, guys. For competitive us, you know, courage. Yeah, you know, come on, man. I mean, that's, that's like five hundred dollars a piece. When we you go to the live this, auction, you know, the more yeah. drinks you have, the more competitive you get. So one of the yeah. gentlemen that was that was with our party decided he wanted to buy an A400. It was the gun of the year, Ducks Unlimited gun of the year. He gets into an absolute contest with another gentleman, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it became a contest, and it gets up 3,800, 3,900, mm-hmm. 4,100. He lets it go. And so the auctioneer, in true fashion, comes back to sure. him and says, once it got to 42, he goes, tell you what, you both got a gun, $4,100. <laughs> And so right. our guy's like, oh, goodness, I, I 
thought I'd lost it. I was good to go. Yeah, I didn't really want to win it at that. Well, the next the next auction item was the uh, was the Argentina trip, and it oh, I gotta it. use the gun. Right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm four grand. Yeah, this. What the well, hell? Let's What's go. Four grand? So it starts so, at three grand. Mm-hmm. Nobody bids. And this is right at the beginning of COVID. So you don't know if you're going to be able to travel. Everybody's still a little, yeah, a little bit nervous. shy. Comes down to 2,800, 2,500. It gets down to 2,200. And I just, my hand just, right. I don't know what grabbed it, but right, something right, did. Right. <laughs> and so I get it. And we start talking. And my cousin goes, Four is not going to be enough. We're going to need to let's let's leverage the fact that we just bought a forty one hundred dollar gun. Let's go to them. Asked them if we could buy two at that at that twenty two hundred dollar mark, and they said yeah. We ended up taking nine people. We were able okay. to add an extra, um, so we had nine guys go down. Okay, so it was originally a foursome. You ended That's up right. getting two trips for eight people and then you buy an additional spot that's right because you got nine people that want to go so yep. you got nine dudes going dove hunting in argentina so, like, so now you're all fired like up you're thinking yeah. you got the bargain of the and year you're, yeah. you're all yeah. sharing okay. one yeah. gun and, and, and a forty one hundred dollar shotgun yeah so, yeah, yeah. Jeff's wait. smiling he knows what comes next yeah right. yeah so, so so now reality is going to set in because you're going to start talking to people about the actual process of booking the trip so that's what right. happens well, I uh, I took that upon myself to be the guy of the book since mm-hmm. I was the guy to, to vote. And, uh, you know, originally we had first you look at airfare and airfare wasn't that bad. I think it was about nine hundred dollars a person. And we booked through Aerolinas Argentinas. Mm-hmm. There were several different spots to get down. So there. airfare wasn't included in the original. It was not. Okay. No, it was not. And you knew that. Uh, we knew that. Yeah, we yeah. knew that. So, you know, one of the conversations I had with uh, David Denise was the outfitter that we went through. Um, they started telling us the different lodges that they had. Well, they had an upgraded lodge, and that was um, Lodge Armida, where we ended up going. Well, that was three seventy five a person to upgrade to that, but you got better accommodations. It only held 14 people. Yeah, it's a trip of a lifetime. We're going <laughs> to— yeah, Exactly. Yeah, let's go, said, man. Yeah, yeah. Trip of a lifetime. Right. Let's, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Once in a lifetime, maybe. Right. You know, That's so, right. Let's go. That's right. So, you know, and then they say, okay, it's going to be $280 for your license. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. Then there was a land lease. Mm. Turns out as we get down there, they, they lease from 100 different farmers, and they never use the same farm twice. So they, they will, you know, not put pressure on it for probably three or four months before they go back to that farm. So they're, they're using this lease money to pay them off, which is, which is perfect. Um, $17 and 50 cents a box for shells. For shells. For shells. Ufa. When, when we started, it was, I want to say it was $14. Still, that's like crazy high. Well, this was two years ago. Right. And remember now, when when everything got shut down with the pandemic, the cost of shells, I mean, it was impossible to even find a box of shells for a little while. So the increase is understandable. Right. All right, well, let's, let's now hold that thought. We're going to take a break. Yeah, we're at seventeen fifty a box. We're at seventeen. We had an increase. We fourteen fifty. We've upgraded our accommodations. Yeah, we three seventy five yeah. a man, right? Three seventy five yes. yeah. man. We're upgrading to the to the Casa. Of, yeah. You know <laughs> what? Are you, what what's, Casa what's Monica. The, no, the Casa. Casa Mia. Of, like I'm, I wish I had my son here. He's fluent in Spanish. He 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 throw out some term of you know the house that's on top of the hill that's right. gra- muy grande. Right. Okay. So muy anyway, grande uh, Yeah, we'll we'll come back and uh, with Kevin Pickett and Brian Lassay, Jeff Logham, and Captain Kevin Favor right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. 
so uh, you, you saw all the uh, my Nimic Chevrolet out there loaded up. Mm-hmm. It looks like that I went on a shopping spree at yeah, Hayden Coastal Outfitters. Yeah, till kills, dude. Yeah. Got the kayaks loaded up. Anyway, we're all excited. We're going down to Sanibel Captiva to do a Good little you, snook and tarpon fishing. And uh, big thank you to the guys at Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Ryan and Dennis and and uh, all the guys at uh, the Hagen Coastal Outfitters there at Mandarin. And uh, and Kevin's the manager, mm-hmm. store manager there. And he's got a complaint. Oh, don't. He's got a beef with us. Oh, dear. No, for real. A beef? Yeah, I was just passed this message and uh this message was forwarded on to me and i'm gonna read it to you verbatim oh oh dear please let jeff know he really makes it hard for a guy on a diet to listen to his show (laughs) right (laughs) right preach talking about giant shrimp scallops and his recipes if he ever gets Uh tired of talking outdoors he could start a cooking show oh we've heard that yeah yeah. no kidding yeah (laughs) well we kind of have a cooking show right now yeah (laughs) Yep. Anyway, uh, yeah, funny from uh, from Kevin there. All right, uh, back here in studio, and we are in South America. Mr. Pickett, Mr. Lesage in studio, and and Mr. Pickett, here we here we go. Okay, you, you're at the point where you're booking it, and you're getting all these upgrades, and we the box of shells cost jumped three dollars from fourteen fifty to seventeen fifty. So where are we at now? Where are we going next? Well, so at the time of first booking, there was a break if you bought in bulk. Oh pre-buy that it would go down to 1250 or something like that well by the time the trip actually happened there was no break absolutely right. no break 1750 a box all right so so we we we're, we're, we're there we're, are we we're flying over now we got all nine of our guys together and 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 we're headed that way let's do it okay okay so we take the trip flying business class maybe well, we took first class. First we, class. We, we upgraded. You did do it. Trip, trip of a lifetime. Trip of a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, is she listening? You sure you want to be telling us? She, she is listening. Okay. Still I'm haven't just, learned. I'm, Lisa, love you. <laughs> you use your frequent flyer miles, That's right. right? I did. Yeah. Actually, you know what? The funny thing is my brother turns 40 this Wednesday, and uh, he and one of my cousins both are turning 40. And I looked at my wife and said, you know what? I think I'm going to use some miles to to upgrade us to first class. Well, as soon as I did that, my cousin Steve said, we're all going to first class. Trip oh, of a lifetime. Trip of a lifetime. <laughs> did you get shirts I, made? I trip did. of a lifetime. Trip of a lifetime. <laughs> they didn't say that. They, they actually say 2021 because it was supposed to happen last year, but the country was shut down. Okay. So we, we fly into – So when uh, is what is this this spring recently? Uh, June, June 6th through 13th. Okay, so we're right, talking yeah. just just this earlier uh, this past month. Yeah. Okay. I just sobered up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the the travel plans, everything goes through Atlanta. That's right. Okay, so you go Jacksonville, Atlanta. Do you have direct from Atlanta to Buenos Aires? or? Yes, that's right. So okay. we went direct from Atlanta to Buenos Aires. We took an overnight flight. Perfect. We got to get some sleep. How many hours is that flight, by the way? I want to say it was nine and a half hours. Yeah, that's, wow. that's a poke. Wow. Yeah. So when you when you land in Buenos Aires, are you there, or do you have to take another No, leg? so we actually, through the outfitter, we hired the van service that they utilize, and uh, it was a 45-minute bus ride through the city, which okay. was, was something we wanted to experience. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, well, sure. So we ride through Buenos Aires, and immediately you – realize you're in a third world country mm-hmm. yeah, oh yeah it's uh you know it's beautiful and it's nothing it's funny as you drive through in 45 minutes of driving through the city it's 
vertical living everywhere. You don't see a business one, but vertical living everywhere. 17 million people, I think, is what they said oh, in wow. the city. Uh, two or three million people commuting on the same path every day. Wow. And luckily, we were in the van because we got in the in the fast lane. So we take a 45-minute uh, drive over. And I'll, I'll tell you that the outfitter sent somebody with us. They were basically our handler. We had a handler the whole time we yeah. were there. But you got to have that. I mean, it was perfect yeah. because when we go to the next, we went to the domestic airport. They waited in line with us. They made sure we got through. Um, they made sure there was no translation errors. How many times did they have to slip somebody a little cash? It happened. It yeah. happened. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, that's just, I mean sometimes some when you're talking going on third everywhere. world countries, yeah. I mean, that's – Sometimes that's got to happen. Well, every, you see, every time we went to Costa Rica, it's a little, yep. yeah, a little cash. Yep. Yeah, well, and you, you know, our van got waved by every time we were riding through. Mm-hmm. The, you know, we'd take forty-five minute drives to an hour drive every day, mm-hmm. and they had checkpoints all along the way. For some reason, arm checkpoints. Yeah, they yeah. always waved us through. So we believe our guys were yeah connected ahead of ahead of the game, yeah. or, or at least yeah. uh, uh, current right mm-hmm. on their uh, insurance payments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, you know, it was our flight to get over to Cordoba um, because we had some cancellations. There's a lot of cancellations going on. We went a day early, stayed in Cordoba in the city. Uh, the nicest hotel there happened to be an American Holiday Inn. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. The right? Holiday Inn. AC didn't work because it's wintertime down there. Oh, so they shut goodness. their ACs off. And we had a couple of guys that uh, we had to crack the windows open. Now it was. 40, 45 okay. degrees out there. Yeah. Uh, so you crack the windows open to make it a little bit cooler in there, and uh, that was that was really the start of it all. Uh-oh. Okay. So that this is this gets interesting because you got a little kind of a wry smile on your face. Okay. <laughs> the start of it all. Okay. So where do we go now? Well, so they had a uh, they had a nice restaurant in, in the. Uh, in so are you st- are you staying in Cordoba the whole time? We were staying in Cordoba the whole time. Okay, so you weren't staying at this estate plantation with... No, okay, yeah, so we were in Cordoba. Uh, we had a lodge, La Dormita Lodge. In Cordoba. That, that we were going to the next day. It was about an hour drive okay. from where we were. I got you. Um, so, but the first night we stayed in, in Cordoba, in the city, and this is really how we learned what we were in for. Service was fantastic. So mm-hmm. we there's a lobby. They, they had a bar there, and nine of us, we eight of us, because we had a 16 year old with us. Mm-hmm. We uh, we start enjoying a few cocktails. Mm-hmm. Trip of a lifetime. Doubles. And <laughs> yep. Here we go. That's right. <laughs> Finally, we get ready for dinner, and they do dinner eight to ten over there. And oh, so we we get ready for dinner and look at the table, and there's glasses everywhere, and we had to try the wine too because they're they're of course popular for wine. So. We continued drinking through dinner. We ordered three of everything they had because we wanted to try their meals. <laughs> meals were fantastic. Uh-oh. Well, we get our bill back, and uh, everything's uh, in uh-oh. Argentina pesos. Uh-huh. And it comes back, and it's like two seven million. Yeah, it was like 250000 <laughs> right? right? So we're, we're looking, and we noticed they didn't put the drinks on there. So the drink tab is over at the bar, and we go over there and get that, and it matches up perfect, 250000 So mm. we get over, and we start calculating. For nine guys to drink for eight hours, doubles and having having a good time, and eating like kings, the total bill was two fifty for food, and two fifty for our alcohol. Oh my god, two hundred fifty dollars! Two hundred fifty dollars! Wow! That's so we go to very put a hundred dollar bill down, 
on the uh, total for for nine guys. Yeah, so, that's crazy. Yeah. So we put a hundred dollar. I thought you were going to say like two fifty a piece. I'm like, oh, okay, right? that might be what it be. And the food was un unreal. So we put a hundred dollar bill down to to be a tip for the six people they had helping us because they saw we were a big table. Yeah. And one of the guys comes over. He's like, hey, can you can you split that because you know it's American dollars and they all wanted a little piece of it. So we split it up. And then we go over to the bartender and and tipped him out. And I think we gave him like 80 bucks or something like that. And you could almost see a, a, a tear roll down his eye. Yeah. How grateful he was for that tip. Sure. Later in the trip, we found out that nobody ever tips bartenders over there unless you want more alcohol in your drink. <laughs> and we also found out that uh, their, their typical tip for food is 10%, unless you have a big party, which we did. And then they tip based on... The, the basically how many people you got service it right. would have been like 10 or 15 dollars tip right for what we gave so they were thrilled over that. the moon thrilled yeah and furthermore we also found out that the exchange rate was like i think it was like um 115 argentina pesos for a dollar but they have these um I guess they're black market exchange. They called it blue market exchange mm -hmm. where they get 200 pesos for an American dollar because they're trying to hedge against inflation. Mm. So everybody we paid in American dollars, yeah. they were they're thrilled mean, oh, because yes. they're getting 200 yeah, instead of 125 but, pesos. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you leave Cordova next day. We, yep. Next day they picked us up. As soon as we get on the van, uh, the driver hands me his phone and it's our guide. Now white glove service has truly started. And the guide said, you know, hey, my name's Jack, and, you know, we're going to be welcoming you in here. About an hour drive, we get to where we were or where we we're going to be hunting that day. We went straight to the field, and they have this huge 20 by 20 tent set up. It's got a full spread. I mean, it was five-star. You can see they were cooking everything over, over a flame. They were ready to get us going. Pouring wine, opening beers. I mean, it was absolutely fantastic from the jump. Plus, they had plus they here's had, some beer, here's some wine. Oh yeah, here's yeah, your here's gun. gun. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and they had well, that was the one thing you could only drink beer while you were out in the stand. You couldn't drink wine because their wine was like sixteen percent alcohol. So, right. So they were at least safe by saying, "Hey, right. you can only yeah. have beer yeah. or water right. while you're out." Well, there. there's some guys that I know. <clears throat> The late brother love uh, beers. <laughs> oh yeah, the boy they go down pretty beer. quick. He yeah. had a hollow leg. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, so beers only. Okay, uh, to be safe. Now we're gonna hold that thought. Now we're gonna be in stepping into the field. Oh yeah, we're gonna step into the field in Argentina right after this, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. <laughs> In the market for a Cadillac, only one place to go. Claude on Cadillac, my buddy's over there. Obviously, we heard from Mr. Mark Helming this morning. Also, if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, go in and tell them what you're looking for, and they'll find it for you. They may not, they, it may not be on the lot, but give them a couple, three weeks, be patient, and they'll find exactly what you want at the exact price at Claude Dolan Cadillac. All right, uh, we got a little busy there talking about Mark Sosa and forgot to do weather and tides. Let's uh, let's do a tides report brought to you by the best <laughs> sub shop in Jacksonville, Angie yeah. Subs, right there. At the I still got to tell my Mark Sosa story. So, yes. Yeah. Tides for today at Mayport, high tides at 11.44 a.m. That's going to be a 3.67, 5.07 p.m. This evening is going to be a low tide, 0.34. 
And again, Angie's Tide, Angie's Tide's Report. Angie's the best sub shop in Jacksonville. Period. But you, what are you doing? No, no, no. What are you I, doing I, I, over I, I, there, I, I, Favor? I, look, Jeff, you got to see this. This is this is from Lee Vogel's song. Okay. All right. On the, on the shrimp boat. Just right, right now. Oh, oh goodness. <laughs> He's got. He sent Kevin a video of yeah. the shrimp that's on the deck. It's yeah. crazy. He said he's at the uh, St. Augustine Inlet. I was like, Oh my oh god! Is yeah. it lots Sorry. of lots of swimps? Yes. A weather report brought to you by the best barbecue in Jacksonville. And I can tell you, um, took a trip this week. Just a little quick story. And we were up in North Carolina and visit my dad. Taylor was. Uh, we were picking her up. From, she was up at a camp for a little bit. And so we go to this place that's supposedly great barbecue, a little drive-through place, right? Only drive-through. And uh, local said it's great, you know, yeah, it's yeah. got 4.8 on Google. And I can tell you their 4.8s and their version of uh, barbecue in North Carolina because this place didn't hold anything close to being anywhere near the bearded pig. Mm-hmm. I got the brisket sandwich, and it tasted like it was about a week old and dry mm. on the outside. It was a joke. Lots of sauce. I hate so anyway, dry brisket. We, we don't <laughs> know how lucky we are with uh, the Bearded Pig. Best barbecue in Jacksonville, two locations in Jacksonville. Today, southwest 5 to 10, becoming south 10 to 15 in the afternoon. Tomorrow, southwest winds 5 to 10, becoming south in the afternoon, 2 to 3 feet. Monday, south winds 5 to 10, becoming southeast in the afternoon. Tuesday, south winds 5 to 10. And uh, it was holiday weekend. Just remember, everybody be safe. All right, uh, so back to our trip in South America, Mr. Kevin Pickett. Is uh, now so you leave in Cordoba. You're on the way. You get there. There's tents. There's food cooking, and this is where you're going to stay for the so, week. No, we were in the field. So okay, we, go field. Straight. we have not been to. The but lodge after this yet. first day of shooting, you're going to go and stay at this La Dormita Lodge. Okay, the Correct. lodge. Yep, the upgraded lodge. The upgraded lodge. So now, now let's go hunt. Yeah, let's do. So we we get introduced to our bird boys, and uh, my brother and I decided we were going to go hunt the first the first hunt together. And we're walking out there, and I got Google Translate just to be able to translate a little bit. And and so we're talking to our guides, and I said, hey, listen, if you're going to talk trash about us, at least do it in English. Right, sure. So that we can understand. Sure, because we like the trash talk. Yeah, we're going to crack on each other the entire time. we got thick skin, it's okay. So he's looking at me, just shaking his head. I knew he had no clue. So I go to Google Translate for the first time, let him know. Probably the best thing I did for the trip because this guy's just rolling. He ended up playing jokes on me, mm-hmm. you know, later on in the week. But it, it made for open dialogue mm-hmm. as much as we could possibly have. So we we get out there, we get into our, our blinds, and as you're driving in, you see you see all these birds, and it's like nothing I've ever seen before. And so we get in there and we're ready for the afternoon hunt. Next thing you know, these birds just start flying. And they're not coming by at the speed of our birds mm-hmm. or the distance of our birds. They're out there. They're high birds. They're flying fast. And the whole time, the, the bird boys are tapping you on the back. Shoot, shoot, shoot. And you're like, wait a minute. This is too far. Way too far of a yeah. poke. We're using 20-gauge. Um, Benelli's, you know, Berettas. Benelli's. Okay. The Montefeltro's, yep. Yep. which we all shoot the Benelli ethos. So we're pretty used to the, the gun. Mm-hmm. We had shot out of Jack's Clay a lot, getting ready, and uh, you know we're sitting there looking at these birds, and these guys kept going, shoot, 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 shoot. So we we started seventeen fifty a box. Yeah, exactly. shoot, yeah, yeah. shoot, exactly. shoot, shoot. That's right. Well, that's what we thought. You know, we have this conspiracy theory of oh, they just want you to pull the trigger. 
So we start shooting, and my brother's a really good shot. I'm a decent shot. And he's trying to get a bead on these things, and we're just missing. We're, I think I shot 17% the first day, and they're, they're going. So finally, we get tired of missing and let our guides shoot, which I guess they don't get to shoot a lot. So right. we were like, hey, listen, you guys shoot for a little bit. We'll load you because right. they're loading the gun for you, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and back to your gloves, huge, huge benefit to have gloves there because gotta have them right got to have them a if you're loading and b they just get so your thumb will get destroyed it's still there even through the glove yep um so we start letting these guys shoot well my my bird boy is out there shooting ambidextrous this guy keeps moving depending on where the bird was he was moving the gun both shoulders (laughs) it was unreal i've never seen anything like whoa so he was he good both sides incredible wow incredible so there you watch them pick up these birds and they're taking 70, 80, 90-yard shots and knocking these things down. And I'm talking fastest birds I've ever seen mm. in my life. And they're knocking them down. So You then, should have taken that bird boy and then and then got some bets going on the other bird boys, all your buddies. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm going to put my guy up against your guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make him shoot left-handed. Yeah, I'm going to make him shoot left. <laughs> you, you. When we go when we go quail hunting, we always have side bets going on. Oh, they're, they're the best because of the seventeen fifty a box, and who who knows who's going to want to shoot what? We mm-hmm. we kept talking about side bets, but never did. But right. we never got yeah. there. Uh, so so then the the guide comes over and he starts giving us some tips. The best tip he could have gave me, and I'm glad I got him to come into our blind in that first hunt was, you know, hold it on, hold it on the bird, and then it's like spray spray paint. Pull the trigger and spray. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you would keep the gun moving. Correct. Yep. And you know, pretty good shot. We you know always know to keep the gun moving and everything. But the way that he was describing it really made a lot of sense for the type of birds that we were hunting. So, you know, we started picking up and, and knocking some birds down. So you know, as as you get a little further on, you start seeing these guys that are out and picking up out in the cornfields and everything. I think they were out there beating some of these birds up. But mm-hmm. man, the sheer volume. Only got better progressively mm-hmm. every day. So cornfields, most Corn, cornfields mostly. Yeah, um, I think that it changes de- depending on the weather, time, yeah, of, time year. of year. Yeah, uh, but it was just that was perfect. We had you, know, you always had these blinds in front of you, tree cover behind you. Um, they did a really good job, and they made those blinds before we came out there. I'll tell you, those bird boys, they were. They were hard workers. It. Yeah. They were after it. They, you know, they had machetes out there and you'd see them hack. Matter of fact, on our second day, we got into a spot where there was no cover over us. So it was starting to get hot. Guys disappeared for 30 minutes. They went and cut down a couple of trees and built us a new, a new complete blind, 10 foot blind. With shade. With yeah. shade. That's awesome. Yeah. It was unbelievable. So, so first day, complete ballpark. How many birds do you think you got? Uh, I shot 72 birds. The first 72 for, in the first afternoon. And okay. I went through, I want to say I went through a case of shells. Cases, 10 boxes. Yes. Okay, that's 250 shells, so you're, you know, 25%. Which, for long distance uh, stuff, yeah, that's, exactly. I'll that's, take it. That's very right. good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not easy. No. When no, you're shooting high passers, man. Right. Most of the time, you're just like, no, nah, I'm not yeah, going to do I, that. I'm going to wait on the lollipop. Yeah, so yeah. so first day complete. Uh, the lunch, obviously, you said was tremendous. Yep. Now you're going to the lodge, and you guys haven't seen the lodge yet. Right. I'm, I'm sure your guys are, are anxious to see it. And was it as good as advertised? Better. Better. 
better. You you get there and the staff is uh you know welcoming you. They got they got you know, moist towels there. You know you got drinks for you. Everything was ready to go. They tell you where your rooms are. They already had our names up on the doors. Everything was just absolutely laid out. You, you go into um, the common area. They had appetizers. They told you what time dinner was going to be. Gave you plenty of time to go shower up, get ready mm-hmm. for dinner. They had an open bar there 24-7. <laughs> they had two bars, actually. They had a game room, and then they had the- So um, food and drink included? I'm Everything. sensing a theme. Included. Yeah, exactly. Everything. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, a trip of a lifetime is getting better. Getting better. Okay. Getting got some better. birds. Got uh, got some cold beers. Got bird boys. Got a first one shoot in the box. Birds, boys, and booze. Accommodations incredible and an open bar with uh, Spirits. unlimited unlimited uh, refills. Yeah, adult what's, beverages. What's wrong with that? No, it sounds like a trip of a lifetime. All right. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back <laughs> and uh, we'll continue the trip of a lifetime. And also do a Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Oh, here it is. GPS lat long. Yeah, oh, this? boy. Yeah, here this. comes the, uh, the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week, folks. Hold on. Uh, wait. Let me get my pen and paper. Yeah. Yeah, get it ready, folks. Ring Power in a cat rental store has the youngest fleet in the industry, the most dependable, the most productive <laughs> fleet. This picture of Leo. It, yeah. Good it, Lord. It's funny. It's yeah, not right? the best picture. Wow. If you've, if you've got a job to do, Ring Power and a Cat Rental Store can handle it. And this week's Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week comes from Captain Leon because we've been talking or have talked about the shrimping and the scalloping over there on the west side of Florida out of uh, Steen Hatchie, Horseshoe Beach, etc. Mm-hmm. Leon was just over there staying at the Steen Hatchie River Club. And he has given us GPS coordinates. Of where he found the best scalloping. So if you are planning on making a trip, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page or our Instagram page and look at the post. And he literally took a picture off of his GPS unit. Yep. If you can't find the scallops now, shame on you. (laughs) But but don't look at Leon's picture for too long. Because your eyesight will be blurred and you won't be able to read the numbers. I'm trying to figure out. It looks like like Leon's. Is gr- he winking? Is he is he using the bathroom? <laughs> is he, uh, is he, <laughs> yeah, it's oh. like he's holding something back. I like, don't know what's going on. It's like on that with face that looks like he's squeezing one out or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It ain't pretty, Leon. Oh, no, it ain't. You should have had somebody retake that one. Uh, but uh, we appreciate yep. the info, and uh, thank you, Captain Leon. He was over there scalloping the Steen Hatchie. And uh, as we said earlier, Steenhatchie and then down by Horseshoe and uh, down by Swanee, the number of big shrimp that they are getting down there is epic. Yeah, it is uh, epic. Nothing short of epic. I mean, there's some shrimp that they're catching over there on the west side of Florida. So you could go over there and do a, a shrimp-scallop trip combo and have you one heck of a meal. After that trip, I can tell you that. All right, so so I I got I got Kevin. I got to tell you just a real quick story about you. You talked about language barriers, and Jeff and I we our, our wives we uh we went to Costa Rica a few years ago, and I had uh, through connections found some guys that that would take us fishing in the Panga. Doctor Carrasco was with us, Greg Carrasco. So anyway, Jeff and I go fishing one day, and. Jeff had never caught a rooster fish. 
And so the first day we, we fished with them, but language barrier was terrible. Second day they're like, okay, well, you know, we're, we're going to take you rooster fishing. So anyway, we're, it's, it, it's, it literally, it's, it's like a, a mountain. It looks like it's right there. It's 15 miles away. We're taking this pang and we're going across and there's a guy with a pair of binoculars the whole mm-hmm. time. And he's looking and he's looking and knowing. And Jeff, we're sitting back there and he's like, he's got to be looking for bait fish. Yeah, looking or for birds or birds something. Birds or something, right? You know, and. and uh, no. No. So, Not what he was doing. So, so we get over there and where we went was unbelievable on the edge of this cliff. And, and we had, we went to. You could almost throw a baseball and we're fishing 300 feet of water. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, throw a baseball and, and hit the cliff. And so. The one guy's getting us all baited up. Well, the other guy still got the the binocs, right? Yeah. Jeff, Jeff, yeah. He's like, what? Why? What are you? What are you doing? And and he, he goes, uh, federales. We're like, what? Yeah. He goes, yeah, uh, national sanctuary national park. No oh, fishing. Wow. No fishing. No wow. fishing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we don't want to fish here. I'll be call our wives and tell them we're in some. <laughs> Podunk jail in Costa, Costa Rican. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so yeah. that language barrier. Yeah. 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 So, so literally, they were they were scouting the horizon for yes. federales. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that was a little scary. Mm-hmm. So, with uh, with the lodge, I mean, first class accommodations, food is epic. How many days at this lodge? Uh, three nights. Three nights. Three nights. Yeah, so three nights, three days of hunting. Three days of hunting. Yeah. Okay. We did five different hunts. We could have done a hunt on the last day, but we decided, you know, let's just yeah. get because of the delays and everything we experienced. We just wanted to make sure we got through, got on the airplane, and got back. So we gave ourselves plenty. Of yeah, time I don't blame back. you. Mm-hmm. Did uh, did you guys consider adding a cast part of this trip? To, because when you go to South America, a lot of people what they do is they combine whether it be a dove hunt with. Uh, Peacock bass fishing or Golden duck Dorado. hunting. Golden Dorado is huge down there. Unfortunately, they were out of season. So we did look okay. at it. Uh, the outfitter that we were with, they had um, had the opportunities to fish. But, you know, if you're going down there, you got to go after the Golden Dorado, and they were they were just out of season. Mm. So how many days total was this trip? It ended up being, I want to say, six days. Okay, so six days. That's that's a long way to go for six days. Yes. You know, so that's, that's, a, that's a lot of traveling. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're you're looking at two full days of travel, right? To, right. to get down there, yeah. Uh, by the time you change planes, and did you feel safe the whole time? We did feel safe. You know, coming back, we had this guy that was just hem and hawing the whole time in in the uh, airport, and you know, all the Americans down there have camouflage on, mm-hmm. so you knew what they were down yeah, there for. Exactly. And we had this guy he ended up flying uh, flying right beside us on the way back, and he was hem and hawing, and they went duck hunting south of where we were south of well south of buenos aires mm-hmm. and uh he just he kept saying how uh, a couple of the guys in his group got uh got arrested and oh boy it was the worst trip of his life and i and i want to say he was down there with a group like they have a, a duck hunting show or something like that but um i will say i you know ha- having heard that guy it was the only story we heard like that but having heard that guy say that and you know right s- said that they were exploiting them for money and stuff like that i was very happy with the outfitter that we went yeah, with, did you guys it have- seemed like we were just handled the entire time that's great uh and, and it sounded like they might have went after a discount trip mm-hmm. so who who you pay for um what was the name of your outfitter again david denies okay uh if we had a Robert Foskey sent us this um, Los Chineras Dove Hunting Lodge, Cordova Dove Hunting. 
So, I mean, I, I, I will say that before anybody even tries to book a trip like this, don't do it blind. Right. Talk directly to somebody who has been there and mm-hmm. done that. Yep. Because if you don't do that, you're going to make a big mistake. Agree. And uh, and the conservation organizations, Ducks Unlimited, National Wild Turkey Federation, the NRA, all these places that have these hunts that are available, typically they've been vetted by them. And people that are involved in those organizations have used them personally before. So that's, a, I think, a good lesson is that uh, don't trust – the reviews all No, not at all. That's exactly what I was going to say. Do not because just go by those. It is amazing how many reviews that you may end up reading that were written by the people that are hosting you. Yeah, they're computer right. generated. So, uh, yeah, it's that's the way it works. And, and and by the way, that's not just for going to Argentina. That's for anything, anywhere, anything you do, whether it's a fishing guide I, or, or you or, remember my story from Turks and Caicos. You know what I mean? Turk, oh gosh, we're yeah. going there and we're all fired up. And what uh, was that guy's name? I can't remember his name, <laughs> but we, we go with this guide and we're go, we're going for bonefish. You know, I'm I'm all fired up. You know, get to go to Turks, catch bonefish on my bucket list, and we're uh, taking this ferry over to another island. And there's this guy that's on the ferry as well, and he's got this store bought spinning rod with you know that comes pre you know pre-rigged with a you know like a 2500 spin reel mm-hmm. but it's cheapo you know and it's a two-piece rod and then the it's got like eight pound test monofilament on it and i didn't know <laughs> that this was actually going to be my guy i mean this guy's got a little a kmart rod and reel combo and, right. and this is the guy and we go to this one mangrove little clump and it's got two bonefish on it and i think he takes every client to that same mangrove and goes, there they are. There they are. Make a good cast. And they never bite. Right. You know, and then you never see anything else. And then he's like, then you, we're chumming for bonefish. I'm like, wait a minute. We're chumming for bonefish? What, where, yep. Who does that? Chumming for bonefish. So anyway, bone it, was a total, it was a total scam. Mm-hmm. Total scam. And if you read the reviews with this particular guide, they were outstanding. Mm-hmm. But, but these were reviews that were like on Yelp or TripAdvisor. Right. I'm just telling you, again, make sure you talk to somebody that's been there firsthand who are avid hunters or fishermen because they will know what the truth is. So just a little tip there. So trip of a lifetime for sure. Trip of a lifetime. Trip wow. of a lifetime. Going to go back? So that's where, that's where it, uh, you know, my last day I shot 500 birds. The last day alone? The last day alone I shot. So the, wow. the last portion of it. I shot 300, right at 300, just just below that. Uh, that morning, I was in a really good spot too. Did your percentages get better? By the shot way, 55 percent the uh, the last day on the were 500 the, day. Were the were the birds easier on that blind though, or did they continue to always stay we got, very tough? We got better, you right? Know, you just, just better. you had to get better. Um, you started understanding the shots a little bit more. I tell you, the most fun bird there was to shoot were parakeets. <laughs> they, they wanted you to get rid of them, right? So there's some people that are going, "How could you shoot a Petey? I got Petey." But as soon as, as soon as they would come by, they would announce they were coming, right? Yeah. So they were so loud, and you'd always have a pack of them. As soon as you fired, they'd zigzag, which made them even more difficult. Sporting, sporting parakeets, one hundred percent doubles and triples of parakeets. Did they yell were, when you shot them? Did they know? <laughs> the bird, I, did it yell? Like, ah, uh, that was the last thing that went through their mind. 
That's uh, classic. <laughs> Jeez. So parakeets, how many parakeets you get? I'd say I probably shot about 15% of my birds for parakeets. parakeets. That's, 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 too. that's no, some, that's some good eating right there. Question. No. Uh, we have what we consider dove, and then you have other species of dove. So what kind of dove were they? They had a couple different different types. I don't I, the names escape me cuz yeah, so different kinds. Did birds, they have a white wing? Well, big which is a black, bigger dove? Black, I think it was a black wing. Okay. Yeah. Um I tell you there, what, there's they like were fantastic. two or three different kinds and yeah. pigeons there. So yeah, the pigeons were huge. They looked like big buses yeah. flying by. You know, because you're sitting here shooting dove, and the dove were very similar to our dove yeah. in mm-hmm. size. And then you'd have one of these big pigeons fly by. You had hawks. There were eagles. Eagles were oh my goodness, they would sit right on top of you and they're just waiting to get the meal. Yeah. Which, between them and the uh, and the hogs, the hogs. As soon as you'd shoot a bird, the hog would eat them. Wild hogs? Yeah. You know, well, they weren't wild because we were okay. hunting farms. Right? Ah. And they had these big sticks around their necks so they couldn't get through the the little makeshift fences that they had. But, man, I tell you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A hog had a big stick around his? I have to show you a picture. So it had, like, this huge limb and then a wire connecting that. So, so like a collar that had a big stick around the pig's neck. So they couldn't get through the fence. The, the wire holes fence. in the right. fences. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. But they were monsters. These were 250-pound pigs. That's Just great. walking around. Necessity is the mother of invention. Mm-hmm. They they got fat on birds, I guess. That's crazy. So, uh, would you tip your bird boys? I mean, because you always tip the bird boys. We, we bird boys, gun well. boys. You know, you they're probably the, thrilled. So, not and, only, and also just uh, just to add to that, what do they do with all the birds? I'm glad you asked that. So it goes to we were on a mission trip. That's what we called it. That's what we told everybody. Mm-hmm. We were on a mission trip because it goes to the locals. They have a couple different missions that they work with. Um, that that made it where it sounded a little bit easier for me to tell everybody. Hey, I'm just going on a mission trip to Argentina. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, they they give all the birds to uh, to the mission down there. Now we did get to eat a good bit of them too. Yeah. Um, which they were the way they were prepared was absolutely. So fantastic. what's better, the dove or the parakeet? I didn't need a parakeet. Okay. I didn't need a parakeet. You yeah. figure, you know, 10, 12 of those, you got a nice shish kebab right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that, that's a lot of cleaning. Oh, my word. Oh, yeah. I mean, holy cow, that's a lot of cleaning now. Mm. Whew. But that's cool, though, that they utilize that and because it's kind of – there's a lot of benefit to this and that the birds are ridiculously out of control population-wise right. down there. And so it helps manage the birds that help keep the crop damage to a minimum. But then uh, then it's good for the local economy that money is being spent down there to, to utilize that resource. And then also the benefit of the bird providing meat to local people. I mean, so a win-win in a lot of different ways for that trip. Yeah. So going back to the tip, um, so we all – when we we just took carry on in a backpack down there because we felt that we didn't want to lose luggage, mm-hmm. so we made the best efforts that we could to get into a carry on and a backpack. So uh, we get down there, and one of the things they say is, you know, I'll tell you it, what, hold, hold that thought. Let's take a break. We come back, and I, I want to hear this because uh, when when you travel, traveling light is always the best thing. And with the new performance fabrics that you have, man, that's it's a lot easier to do that nowadays than it used to be. And we'll do that and more right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. We just wanted to wish everybody a happy and safe 
Fourth of July. Amen happy, to that. Happy birthday to our country. Yahoo! And love Fourth of July. Love fireworks and uh, and love patriotic stories. Okay. And I and I just got one from Joey Tool at Nimnik Chevrolet, and also Nimnik Buick GMC. And I didn't know that this existed, but there's a patriotic award that gets given out. And this was uh, was a uh, award that went to. Gene Maxwell of Nimnik Buick GMC, and it comes from the Office of the Secretary of Defense, which they call employer support of the of the Guard and Reserve. And so, in other words, when people that are in the National Guard, when they are called to serve, okay, when they are called, you, you want them to be able to come back and have their job, right? Right. Sure. Okay, well, Nimnik Buick GMC has a guy that has been called to duty many times, and... Every time he comes back is the way it should be. His job is waiting for him. Right. And that's cool. And Jordan's a technician, and uh, the service manager is Gene Maxwell. And so Jordan, I guess, got called to serve many times, and Gene was the uh, his boss. And, of course, he's got a job waiting for him every time. And so kudos to the Nimnik family and kudos to businesses that support our troops, our reserve Certainly. members, in in a fashion like this, to make sure that our country has the best of the best to defend ourselves, and then by providing these people with jobs when they return from that commitment, I think is exceptional. So uh, the Nimnik family and, and the, Joey just wanted to add this: Nimnik family is proud and honored to be able to do so, and so kudos to them. Absolutely. Uh, All right, so I got to get a couple things out. Um, Celebration of Life for Captain Dennis Goldstein is going to be on July 16th at the Volana Ramp, and it's going to be at 5 p.m. So just, uh, just like I said, it, it, he was he was a great dude, a great great charter captain, really good friend of mine, and um, it's just going to be something we're all going to get together with and uh, and, and celebrate his life. And, and if you the, the the picture that they're that they're showing, which is on on Facebook. Is with him with two giant trout because that's what he, that's what he loved to do, man. He loved to throw topwater plugs for for giant trout. That's what he did. So, anywhere if you if you do, Dennis, and you want to you want to join us Saturday, July sixteenth at uh, at five p.m. All right, uh, folks, uh, back in the studio, Brian Lesage, as well as Mister Pickett up in here, Kevin Pickett, and Kevin to kind of wrap up the story. Nine guys, trip of a lifetime. And just give people, and I'm not trying to get you divorced, right? <laughs> but for for somebody that wants to do a trip like this, and ballpark, what did it cost everybody? And you don't, you just give me a range. You don't have to give me the exact. We just got flushed. Four thousand. Okay, so okay. four grand. Okay, for trip of a lifetime to, to Argentina, right. yeah, to do it right for to a dove hunt, right. and that that's fair. That's fair, absolutely. Four that's grand fair. an individual. Yeah, and that's, I mean, it says this this that's a trip of a lifetime. So, what, are you going back next year? <laughs> Trip of a lifetime. Trips. Came yeah, to, it's, it's, how do we convince our wives to let it, us go it, in three years? Yeah, so. yeah. For, the, for another trip of a lifetime. Yeah, when uh, – Let me ask you this. What would you do different? I, I, I don't I, – Would you go longer? I think we would add something yeah. to the yeah. trip. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it, it was so tough to schedule when we were going to go because you got – deer season you got oh yeah bird season you got fishing season and so we only had about a two-week window where all of us could go sure 
happen to be in the perfect weather down there. Um, I I think I think if we could add a couple of days to to do something else, mm-hmm. um, I I know that I enjoyed being with the outfitter. It felt a lot a lot safer. Mm-hmm. Um, just just the white glove service that they gave mm-hmm. us. Um, and I tell you, I don't I don't know that there's we put a lot of time and thought right, into exactly. it. Right, exactly. That's I, good. I put a lot invested a lot of time into doing it right. Um, you know, it it truly I think I think we would try to replicate it. Yeah. That's that's pretty strong statement. Mm-hmm. We we had a great group of guys. There was there was nine of us. Um, when when you get a chance, uh, do me a favor and send us the some pictures. Okay, and send us the link of the guide that yeah. you used because I mean maybe there's somebody out there that, again, we talked about finding people that you can trust to make a trip like right. this, and so you're obviously firsthand account. You were thrilled with the service and the, the trip that you had. And so maybe somebody else can take advantage of, of your experience. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so whenever you get a chance, I mean, sometime this weekend, and we'll put it up on our Facebook page with great pictures and a link to the, to the, to the guide. Perfect. All right, so let's go to the phone lines, and let's bring up Top Gun this morning. The land of the free and the home of the brave. Yes, sir. And if you don't like it, you can move somewhere else. Thank you, Jeff. That's exactly. Exactly. And I'm proud of you for finally spitting it out after four hours. Um, uh, I thought I had the wrong weekend. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's because, you know why? You know why he's mad at you this morning? Why? Because you gave him the, eh, last eh, weekend. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. And. And what is this? National Caracas Day or something? No, it's America's birthday. Love it or leave it. I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. If I ever go to a third world country, I'm not taking a gun. Because when you get back in 20 years after you've been in prison, your kids are grown. And moved away, and your wife is remarried to a retired Spanish policeman. What the heck are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. They'll put you in jail over there, take your boots, your Levi's, and your $4,000 shotgun. Isn't there a bird you can kill in the United States? Good goodness, Top Gun. What the hell is going on there? <laughs> you got to fly to Argentina to kill birds. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. And I'll tell you another thing I'm not doing. I'm not wading in the water for some scallops and getting my leg bit off by a shark when I can walk right down the street to Safe Harbor and get a basket of shrimp, fish, and scallops and walk back to my house, and I ain't seen a shark on the side of the road yet. That's true. <laughs> that's true. You're I not, mean, you're what not... in the wide world of sports is going on? Yeah, I don't know, but that's a scary situation, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh. Yeah. But but the reality is, the percentages of getting I hear that all the time. The hell with that, because I don't want to be that percentage. No, yeah. You know, know. I'm serious. Exactly. I'm going to be the 1%. Yeah. No, I don't. So, I, I, I'm not so, thinking, I'm not so you're not going to go and scallop and... Uh, d- you know what? Probably not. No, oh, no. Geez. 
No. Overreaction. And oh. another thing, I, I'll go <laughs> I, over the. I'll go over to one of them foreign countries with a gun to shoot a bird, and after I come out of the field back to the lodge, I'll sit down with an ice-cold Coca-Cola and cross my leg, and there'll be a doobie stuck in the tread of the bottom of my shoe, and I'll spend 25 years in prison. <laughs> Not going to do it. Well, Not taking that chance. Okay. So. So now, now we know hey, how listen. his last international trip went. Yeah. Not so well, Makes Tough sense. Gun. <laughs> Do you boys know anybody over at John Deere? No. I do. You, I don't. Okay, cool. This is for you, then. You ever driving down the road, or you boys have, make a lot of trips and travels, and you see something that you go, what the what? <laughs> well, the other day I'm driving down the road and I see an 18 wheeler flatbed on the side of the road with two brand spanking new bulldozers on the back of it. Okay. And they're all solid yellow. And so there's nobody behind me, so I slow down to take a peek at them because I like bulldozers. And I look, and there's two silver emblems on the side of each one of them. And guess what they say? Um, John Deere, yeah. where's the green? Where's the green? They, they, they don't do green for their construction equipment. Oh, the injustice. Well, well then they shouldn't have a song out that's <laughs> about John Deere green. It doesn't say it's about yellow for my French. I like the green. There's somebody over there making some money on that yellow, and I'm not happy about it. Well, I think what they're trying to do is to, you know, look at imitation is the perfect form of uh, a, comp a compliment or appreciation. Right. right. And Caterpillar has been the king mm -hmm. for years. And so uh, maybe uh, they're uh, just yellow. trying to be like Caterpillar. Well, I don't like it. I'm not happy about it. I and if tell. I have to take a drive over there myself, I'll have a chat with them. Oh, I'm sure they'll listen to you, Top Gun. Why don't you just I take like... a bucket of green paint? Oh, that's yeah, a great idea. Just, yeah, do it just get you, yeah, just get you some spray paint. I have stuff like that yeah. back in the day. Uh -huh. I think that costs 20 years, too. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's right. You don't need a shotgun for that. Yep. <laughs> Not in America, because you can get a good lawyer. <laughs> All right, Top anyway, Gun, go ahead. Any, anyway, this hillbilly was hunting in the woods. And he's walking down this trail, and he sees something stuck on a tree. So he walks over there to it, and there's a Justin Bieber concert ticket with a nail stuck through it in the tree. So he pulls it out. He finishes hunting and everything, and he gets back home, and he's telling one of his buddies about it. And his buddy says, what'd you do with that there concert ticket? He said, oh, I throw that in the trash, but I put the nail in my pocket because you never know when you're going to need a nail. LTS, baby! I don't get it. Eh. <laughs> I guess he doesn't So like you don't Bieber. like Justin Bieber? I, 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 or the I, I, good old boy doesn't like I, Justin Bieber? I, I, 
I don't. I, there was nothing, Chris. Man, I, Chris, you know this is. You know, it was I, a great conversation. I was off last week, and I wanted to come back to more than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the first part was fun. Yeah, yeah. But the nail uh. went downhill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, Top Gun. All good, brother. All good. All right. Uh, yeah, we can do, take a break. Way overdue yeah. for yep. a break, and, uh, and then we're going to talk to Rick. He posted some pictures on our. Facebook page, and uh, we always appreciate them. If you want to do so, you can do so on our Facebook page or our Instagram page. And uh, don't forget, folks, if you need a tire, only one place to go tire out <laughs> locations all around Jacksonville and a tire for all your needs. And trust me when I say all your needs. And you are listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Oh, we're not wasting any time. We're jumping right into yes. Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week. Kirby Co. Builders, industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior, finishing on both commercial and residential products. Go to KirbyCoBuilders.com to learn more. This week's tip comes from uh, Cap Brad Smith. And what's not the like with a name like Smoked Bourbon Bacon Wings? Wow. Oh, my. Oh, wow. uh, here's the uh, the recipe. Two pounds of wings with your favorite smoked seasoning. Add in cornstarch to help crisp it up. And that's the skin. Smoke the wings to an internal temperature of 180 and make your bourbon bacon sauce. Here's where it gets good. Slice up a quarter pound of bacon. Bacon makes everything good. Cook it until uh, it gets uh, crispy and then remove the bacon and leave a teaspoon of bacon fat. Saute an onion, some garlic, and then put the bacon back in. Add some apple cider vinegar, some maple syrup, some Jeez. brown sugar, some bourbon. Cook it for another two minutes Sounds and then really put the healthy. wings in the bowl. It does. It does. And enjoy your bourbon bacon wings. Okay. And then and consult your doctor. I, that covers a lot of fronts. See, bacon, okay, got bourbon. that covered. Bourbon, got that covered. Mm-hmm. No, good, good stuff. All, yeah. the, all the food groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be a good, uh, good little thing to make. And here's a beautiful thing. You could take that little creation with the bacon and the onion and the, and the onions, et cetera, and the garlic, and put that on. I like chicken thighs better than chicken wings. Mm-hmm. More mm-hmm. more meat per bite. I would do that with chicken thighs. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then really some, some dattle pepper mustard sauce. Oh, buddy. <laughs> uh, by the way, thank you, Carrie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kevin's wife, Carrie, oh, made. Wow, so good. The uh, What does she call it again? Dattle pepper mustard the sauce. Dattle pepper mustard sauce. Yep. It's Excellent. Yes, mm-hmm. yep, good. It is, it is very. It's very good. Thank you to uh, to Carrie. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Rick. He sent us some pictures. Morning, Rick. Hey, good morning, guys. You know it's usually tough to follow Top Gun, but uh, today he started off in Fuego and ended up Muy Fritas. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, so you yeah, sent us a picture. The, uh, Tell us about the picture. Okay, so that was uh, that was a big fat rainbow trout on the Eagle River in Colorado. Uh, we were out there last week and did a um, did three trips uh, over seven days, two float and a wade. And um, first morning, uh, you know, we were out there with family. We had three three tr- uh, three boats, three rafts, and we we're in the guide shop in the morning and found out there were class three rapids <laughs> that we were going to be running huh? through. And um, yikes. Yeah, I mean, it was a uh, it was probably the most technical freshwater fishing I've ever done. You've got 
you know, you're the guides just working it with the oars, trying to keep you in place, and you'll come up on a spot. And, of course, they float the river every day. Our guide named Otter, who'd been guiding for 17 years, you know, you'd be coming up on a spot, they'd see, you know, in, in 50 feet, he'd say, okay, you got about six feet to flip your um, flip your fly in there, and if you miss it, you know, we'll get the next one. Um, so dependent over there on water flow. The river was flowing 1,100 CFM cubic feet per minute, and they like it down around 900. Uh, the water was still a little high from a, from the runoff, so uh, not as many fish the first day. Um, and then we got the front end of a cadence hatch. Uh, my daughter and her boyfriend went on Wednesday, and they just they caught a lot of fish on the top waters, the hoppers. We were uh, we were using a hopper and a dropper, which is a a dry cadus fly uh, made out of deer hair. And then the dropper is what they call an emerger, which is like a little piece of larva, a little larva that is hatching and will come up through the water column and then, you know, hatch and fly away. So um, amazing technical fishing. Again, shout out out to uh, Vale Valley Anglers. They they hooked us up. They got a great Instagram page. So uh, they did a great job for it. All right, buddy. Thank you. We we, we, we got to run, but thank you for the pictures, too. Okay. All right, buddy. Congr- happy Fourth. Yeah, man. Happy Fourth. Congrats Rick. on a great trip. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome yeah, trip. Yeah. So, um, just just real quick story while you guys are here. Um, Mark Soson, we talked about this earlier, passed away this week. Brian, thank you for yeah. the text. And, and um, had had the pleasure of fishing for, for three days with, with Mark. Was set up through Steve Donaldson at the time with, with Jim Lux. And when, when he first came down, I never talked to Mark directly. I, I, everything was set up through Jim Lux, and, and we were going to meet at some little restaurant uh, in Volano and um, went down there and met with, with Mark and his cameraman. And, and uh, I'll never forget, we had hot dogs. Well, what the hell we were doing? Hot, dogs? hot dogs? Yeah, it was, it was some cheap little, like, dive we were okay. in, right? Were they and, good? Yes, very good. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who doesn't love a good hot dog? I, mean, like, I, mean, I like a good hot dog. It's got to be good. But but he was gruff. He was um, just just you know standoffish, and you know, are, are we going to do this, this, and this? And I'm, I said, no, sir. We're going to do this, this, and this. And he goes, well, we can't do that, you know. Um, and and he was just 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 pretty much a jerk. And he goes, well, it was getting dark. And he's like, you know, before we do this and before we check into our hotel, this, that, and the other, I want to see your boat. I want to see your equipment. And so we went, we went, I called Carrie on the way home and I said, we're all coming to the house. And she's like, what? I'm like, where he wants to see the boat. And at that time I had a skeeter, mm-hmm. you know, nice bay boat. And, uh, we get there and I, 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 he's going through my boat and he is taking more stuff off than you can imagine. I and mean, he's. I, I had uh, seriously. I had banana boat sunscreen. Can't have that. Sponsors. He's got sponsors. No, no, no. It's because no. it said banana on it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Superstition. Yes, yes, yeah. You Good know, I, I, I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm serious. You know, all of this is going on, and he gets done. And I'm serious. There's stuff all around my boat that, that he's taken out. He goes, we can't do this. You don't have the right equipment, you know. You 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 know. It doesn't sound like you really know what you're doing. Wow. And you know, and and so Carrie steps outside and she's like, "What's going on?" And literally, they were they were getting ready to to leave, and she said, "Mark, 
walk down to the end of the driveway with me. <laughs> and he's like, excuse me? She said, walk down to the end of the driveway with me. And I don't know. They walk down the end of the driveway, and my wife's very she's, – she's small. Mark's a big guy. Big guy. Yeah. And she's got her finger like this and, and down at the end of the driveway, and – they walk back, and Mark goes, I'll see you in the morning at 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. She, yes, sir. She let him know. Gave she, him she, the business. Yeah. She's like, she's like, all you got to do is give him a chance. If you give him a chance, you'll have a hell of a show. And and from that moment on. What year was this? I'm trying to remember. It was, oh. it was um, 99, 2000. Yeah, because we started show 96. Yeah. 96, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was the first couple of years of, of the start yeah. of our show. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, well, you know what? It, it I, was, I take that back, Jeff, because we moved in our house in 2001. Yeah, I was going to say. So, so it had to be 2002, 2003. Okay. Yeah, that would that, that just that just hit me. So, yeah, and, and we spent three days together, and the, the interesting thing about Mark, um, he had everything in line, but, but when it came time to eat, you shut it down. You, you, there was no. So it wasn't eating while we're fishing. No way. I mean, you shut it down, and he had a spread. I mean, he's big boy. Uh, he, he had a cooler, and he would lay everything out for everybody. Now, the the camera boat would come over. We mm-hmm. tie off to mm-hmm. each other. And we would, and it, we, this would was thirty forty minutes, and then we go back to fishing. But we fished all day. I, and I mean, like like from sun up to sundown, and um, we we had some some amazing fish. And the last day, the last fish, we went behind the shrimp boat. And I'll never forget, because we, you, we've talked about this, um, I told him, I said, don't throw that spinning reel, that little spinning reel behind the shrimp boat, because there's big fish back here, really big fish. Mm-hmm. And he had a conventional reel with a, with a circle hook on it. And he tried to throw it, and he backlashed the hell out of it. I mean, like, and he's like, shut off that damn camera, you know, trying to get the backlash out. And I said, Mark, give me the give me the rod, you know? So I, I took it and I, I, and I whipped it out. I mean, just 50 yards, no, and, and put it in gear. And I felt the fish. I had a, a, a dead spot on there. I'll never forget. I felt the fish eat it. And we were just trying to catch one more fish for the end, whether it would be a shark or whatever. Yeah. And, and I handed the rod to him and I said, you're on. And the fish just came up and shook her head. And that's all she could do. She couldn't jump. She was too big. Pig. And I went, holy crap. And he looked at me and he goes, that's the biggest tarpon I've ever seen. And we were in 60 feet of water. And the fish went to the bottom, and it was it was 40-pound test. And he did all the change the angles and this, that, and the other for 30 minutes, and he couldn't move the fish. And uh, he's like, shut those cameras off. And he looked at me, and he goes, what do I do? I, so, I said, you're not going to catch that fish in 60 feet of water. We're going to have to drag her in to 20 feet. And, and, and try to get her in shallow water so so she'll she'll come up off the bottom. And and we did. We I put the I put the boat in gear and he stood looking out the back of the boat, mm-hmm. holding that, that rod, and, and we we coerced that fish all the way into the breakers and and, and, and caught her. She turned side by the time we got in she was she wore out. She came up in the breakers and, and and we went over and, and got pictures and everything else and 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 we were inside the breakers. Woo. It was it was not pretty, but uh, we, we 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 got keep and, the and, bow into the yep, into the waves. Yep, and, yeah, well, I had to release the fish, yeah. you know. So it was um it was it was it was pretty spooky. But he he just became a very good friend. 
How many that. and how many pounds estimated? We we estimated 190 to 210. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So it was what it was fish. that's yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a, it was a massive huge. fish. I would actually love to go back and find that show on on YouTube somewhere um, because that would that would be fun. But anyway, he's he's going to be he was he was a great man and and he will be sore, sorely missed. I know. Let's take a break here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. <laughs> Happy Fourth of July to everyone! Yes, Happy birthday to our country! And uh, the Fourth of July is, is outstanding because uh, the grills get fired up. Everybody, be careful! Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are amateurs when it comes to some of that stuff, but if you are one of those amateurs, you can get great barbecue at the Bearded Pig. Two locations. You put your order in advance and take care of yourself for the holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. The weather forecast always brought to you by the Beard Pig. Today, southwest winds 5 to 10 knots becoming south, 10 to 15 in the afternoon. Tomorrow, southwest winds 5 to 10 becoming south in the afternoon as well, 2 to 3 feet. And uh, just uh, keep your eyes to the sky. you got a chance of showers and thunderstorms every day for the next couple days. And south winds uh, look like are going to be prevalent over the next 4 to 5 days. So That's not good. It, uh, it's not good. It's going to be hot. And no, it's it's, it's going to create a thermocline too. You think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get you get south southwest winds for five, six, seven days in a row. It's going to drop the water temperature. And a tides report brought to you by the best sub shop in Jacksonville, and that would be Angie Subs. And uh, Dylan had his first Peruvian ever. Huh? huh? Yeah. What? Can you believe it? He's only had like four hundred subs from <laughs> Angie's, and he's always stayed away from the Peruvian. How Which has that? always been my go-to. Well, that's why, and I think that's probably yeah, why yeah, he's staying away from it. Guess yeah. what? Father yeah. does know best. He had his first Peruvian ever, and he's like, "Dad, that Peruvian, I understand it now." I was like, "See, I told you, man. Experience, Angie got the best Peruvian ever." Tides for today at Mayport, the Bar Pilot Dock. High tides at eleven forty-four. That's a three point six seven. Low tide is going to be at five oh seven p.m. today, and that's a point three four. And again, that's your tides brought to you each and every week by Angie Sub. Don't forget, get you some French fries at Angie's, and you will not be disappointed. All right, so uh, we've had a lot of stuff to get into today, and uh, we cannot go a show without getting the latest snake update from Chris. Oh, that's, right. that's right. Yeah, I, I am the snake killer. You know, Chris this. lives in in snake in the snake hood. Uh, yeah, I am, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's been but it's been a light year for me. Uh, we haven't had any, you know, we had seven moccasins last year that I put down. Seven. Seven. Yeah, last year. And then, so, so far this year, it's been clean. I haven't had any issues at all. Well, so a couple of weeks ago, uh, we got a black racer crawled onto our back porch. That was the first snake that we'd seen. And then this past Tuesday, a little baby racer actually got into our house and was in the kitchen. What? Yeah, we had, we had company over we have a group of people come over every tuesday and yeah it was in the kitchen so that was kind of weird uh yeah. and then last night about midnight we're putting the dogs out and first dog goes out does business she comes back in and so mocha our little pit blab it's her turn to go out right and so she goes around sniffing and what do you know there's a, there's a young moccasin like a teenage moccasin sitting about five feet off the back porch Oof. and Mocha is standing with one of her paws about three inches away from this oh. thing's head. Oh, boy. 
and it's not moving. It's doing nothing. It's just sitting there. Mm. And so I'm like, well, you're a dumb snake. So, uh, so we, we you're a dumb snake. So we pull we pull Mocha back in. I go get the 22 and walk out, line her up, and pop. And that's all she wrote. So there you go. There's my there's my story. So there's number eight, but the first one for 2022 is down. I mean, where where, where are you living at, man? I, I live in a swamp. That's Actually, crazy. We have wetlands behind the house. That's yeah. why I got the picture of the deer. The yeah, deer, the deer cruise around back there. I've got fantastic. It. Hawks, yeah. birds. I mean, I've got I've got a full wildlife preserve behind my house, but moccasins are part of it. So. But seven moccasins mm-hmm. in a year out oh, of yeah. a yard. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. Crazy, including that, a, a, including a, a four footer that hung out on our front porch to sun itself. Uh, have wow. you ever killed a moccasin at your place in Georgia? I mean, a true yes. water moccasin. You have, because yes. I have never seen one. Yeah, I've seen water snakes. Yeah, I went one day and uh, it was during turkey season, and, and Ed was there, and me and Ed were down to pond fishing, and so we go to move the little two man bass buggy, right? And you know, not even thinking, you mm-hmm. just go over there and you and you lift it up to drain the water out of it, and as you're lifting it up, you went. Uh oh! Yeah, that's oh, not good. Yeah, S H T. And uh, there's like three S-H-T? of them mm-hmm. laying underneath Stop. of the. How boat. many? Three. Ooh, Ooh my goodness! Yes, my, that's uh, loads yeah. of fun. Throw the Drop. boat down. Yeah. Ed, Ed, get the gun because he's got the golf cart with right. the t- with the ten gauge. He oh, the ten gauge. gauge. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. That's that's enough. That'll work. So yeah, we uh, yeah, bang bang. <laughs> the boat's ruined. Yeah. Yeah. This year was bad, at least where we were at, for rattlesnakes. Oh, our, our place, it's the worst I've ever seen. It, it was crazy I, last I, year. I, I have never seen rattlesnakes like at our, at our place. Okay, crazy. let's do it. Logs as usual. Hey, by the way, th- no. thank you, Brian. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Yeah, thanks, For Kevin. coming to Kevin thanks, Pickett. Brian. It was a great story. Yeah. We'll have pictures and a link to his uh, trip to Argentina, the trip of a lifetime, later on this week on our Facebook and Instagram page. And as always, the Outdoor Show is brought to you by... Moe's Southwest Grill in St. Augustine, Steenhatchee River Club, Angie Sub, Strike Zone, Tire Outlet, Kirby Co. Builders, Whalen Bay Marine, Shimano, CNH Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine Consignment Boat Sales, LV Hires Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters and Hagen Ace Hardware, Claude Nolan Cadillac, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Coastal Equipment, two locations, Ring Power and a Cat Rental Store, The Beard to Pick, and of course, the home of the best price guarantee, the Nimnik family of dealerships, Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway, and Chevrolet on Cassett. Folks, remember anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. And remember, Captain Kirk, I hope you're feeling better, buddy. Right Y'all on. have a great holiday weekend. See you. See you. Happy birthday, America. Success. Be nobleness. I was in school, we used to sing it something like this.